0: Welcome back to Episode 22 of the Blockrunner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest in crypto. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I am your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are the topics we'll be discussing today. First up, Pompliano versus Kevin O'Leary. Does Mr. Wonderful know more than what he's showing? Second, in 100 years, is gold or Bitcoin more valuable? Next is how decentralized identity could work and finally we assess the mental state of our society. Alright, let's listen in people. That was that was the price. Now we Can got you like show where, where? I don't know. Okay. Well I remember because I was watching our video. Okay <laughs> that's how I remember. Uh, but let's go back about a week.
1: Yeah, I just want to see where where we could go. We broke uh, out of that little pattern you drew, right, last week? We yeah. Go, we already knew where we're kind of like...
0: Let's go back to the day.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a good week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been definitely. a damn good week. Uh, and it's hit 12,200 and it kind of went down from there. So it, it met some resistance. But right now it's been between 11,200 and 12,000.
1: Like that eleven thousand, like six eleven thousand six to eleven thousand eight has been like I don't know for like the last I guess week yeah it's been about like a, a week. favorite range. I'm not sure, you know. The, right now, who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? You know, you th- uh, we're yeah. at twelve k. We haven't broken you know fourteen k yet, but that that's the make or break moment, I guess. Once you break fourteen k,
0: yeah, I've seen a lot of people talk about how it's gonna go to fifteen thousand this week.
1: I heard a lot of people, yeah. No, I've heard, like, Max Kaiser, you know that guy is? Yeah. He said, like, 15k by the end of this week. Yeah, that's right. I don't know, We're Kaiser. hearing the same thing, man.
0: Of course, <laughs>
1: you know. These, those are the guys with the loudest voice, right? They have a big platforms and shit. Like, everything they say, like, top of the headlines, so.
0: It's possible. It's just, uh, I mean, it's Thursday, so. <laughs> it's true, man. Like, sometimes
1: weekends go ham for some reason. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but right now it's kind of like a. Um,
0: but does it really matter if it goes to 15000 Nobody cares until after it goes to twenty thousand.
1: Nah, I don't know, man. If he keeps going, like fifteen k is pretty good. I think that's like a pretty good signal, like to me at least. Like yeah. this shit isn't going any lower. You know, it, it, they make it's gonna keep making these runs and these little corrections from time to time. But yeah, that's just too bullish,
0: right? For me. Yeah. So yeah, obviously now is not the the most opportune time to get in, but I don't know. The best time to get into Bitcoin was ten years ago.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it depends on your long-term view. If you think this shit really is going to a million, then there's never a bad time, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, and I'm telling, you know, dude, d- yeah, d- don't try and trade this shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I don't know how many times I've said that, but I have to keep reinforcing it because I myself keep making that mistake, and I I just keep crushing myself. Yeah. I don't know why. The temptation's too real. I feel like I like I can, like, just accumulate more the more I trade, but it yeah. usually ends up not working out. Yeah, no, absolutely it's not. tough.
0: Yeah, it's too hard to time the top. I mean, everybody has that problem. That's why they they've adopted these sort of standards of kind of the best practices to trading. Mm-hmm. You wait for the, the little breakout, and then you go in about right here, mm-hmm. and then you go. You wait. You hodl until it loses like ten percent of its value, and then you you exit. Yeah, but that's for traders. We we don't recommend anyone to trade, <laughs> not at all. No,
1: I don't think so. That's yeah, I, I can tell you, yeah, honestly, I've made the most of my money in the past just buying and holding what I thought were valuable projects at the time.
0: Yeah, I so, mean, so after not, yeah. after last week and talking about compound, my mind is still blown. Yeah. The whole fact that, you know, like you were saying, if die had existed in 2017, yeah, you would have been all over that compound.
1: Yeah, because I was looking, like, at the time... I understood Tether existed, and I knew what it was for. It's kind of like a...
0: Oh, so you didn't use Tether in 2017?
1: I was always too afraid to for some reason. I'm not sure why. Well, it's a scary thing. I mean, you're... It was, yeah, like, there was talk in the town of it being, like, a total scam. Yeah, and like they were manipulating moment, the
0: market. At
1: any moment, this shit could just go to zero, and so, so I was like, man, yeah, I, I like the utility of having a stable coin, and like, especially back in those times when there was so much volatility, like, I, I, I was actively trading, right? So I was going in and out of positions. Yeah. But at the time, it kind of like I would exit an altcoin, enter Bitcoin, but Bitcoin was still super volatile. Yeah. And true. that happened to me. Like, I sold my EOS position at the very top. I timed the top perfectly. I remember. It was like post. <laughs> remember that shit show well, we
0: watched? It it went to $22 pretty soon after the 20, in, in mid-2018, like March.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I missed that. <clears throat> yeah. I got the first rally, like, nailed. But but I exited into Bitcoin, of course, I sold my EOS for Bitcoin. And like overnight, Bitcoin like crashed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I didn't really make that much profit, you know? So if I would have been smarter back then and more like, you know.
0: Well, rit- if we understood the markets back then, you would have gotten into Tether, waited out this bear market, which was roughly 12 to 16, 18 months.
1: Yeah, man. If anybody had the balls to do that, like, you know. I just waited
0: thing, out? In Tether. In Tether, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So my
1: only option was to cash out into fiat. I and mean, yeah, if, if anybody listens, they know what kind of nightmare that turns into yeah. <laughs> as far as like taxes and shit. Right. But yeah, stable coins are fucking amazing for that purpose. You don't for have sure. to, I, like you can store your crypto value in a stable crypto. And in, and I guess in the case of DAI or Compound or whatever, you can actually earn interest on It's pretty hot.
0: Yeah. Not only that, DAI is a decentralized stable coin. It's not a centralized stable coin like, like Tether is. Yeah. Lawyer. I mean, they're promising you, Tether's promising you a one-to-one ratio for $1 to one Tether. Yeah. But we've already seen Bitfinex dip their hands in, in Tether assets and resources, so.
1: Yeah, like the story was out there. Everybody knew, like, who was involved. There's uh, that guy. What's his name? Fuck. I don't want to talk shit about him, but he's, like, the child molester
0: guy. <laughs> uh, Who's that? Brock Pierce. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's allegations of... Charles yeah, Moses? you never heard of all this? Dude, well, like, he was I wasn't a, following the guy, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, Brock Pierce, he's like a, he's, he's an OG, OG as fuck, yeah. like a, er, early Bitcoin Foundation, whatever. Uh, big investor in Ethereum. He was, he was pretty much part of Block One, whatever EOS launched. Like, he was out there. Oh, campaigning right. With them, right? And so they sort of kicked him out, right? Well, they 100 kicked him yeah. out because because of these scandalous accusations yeah. from his past. Apparently, Makes he, sense. there was no confirmation I don't think but allegedly he had you know this is like twenty years ago or something like that. He's had accusations against them. But I guess that's enough for like people to be like, you know you Yeah stay these the days eye. anything
0: yeah. that happens even 20, 30 years ago, it still sticks with you.
1: I, mean, I honestly think it was just like a it was like an a political attack probably from like Ethereum side. You know, people yeah. like I said, there's tribalistic differences between crypto camps and they'll do anything to try and devalue another competing platform right back then it was pretty heated between like ethereum and eos yeah because they're essentially competing against one another so it's like politics you got democrat and republican they're fighting right yep same thing you got you got ethereum you know you got eos cardano whatever the fuck else neo lisk lisk yeah all these competing platforms you're gonna try to take shots at each other i guess to see like you know who's more superior
0: or whatever yeah (coughs) <coughs> yeah, hey, if I was any one of those companies, I wouldn't I would yeah. give a damn. like.
1: Yeah, but, but for Brock it's, Pierce's
0: case... It's probably the tribe attacking Brock Pierce. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, like the tribe did it. Yeah. You know, like grassroots, probably
0: like some Reddit...
1: Yeah, You know, like p- investigator. <laughs> exactly, yeah. some dude, like a 4chan or something, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that totally worked because it sold his reputation. But because his reputation was so tainted, everyone found out he's like associated with Bitfinex and Tether. So it's like, fuck. Yeah. You know, this guy has already a shady past. Yeah. Apparently. So that's why I didn't trust Tether, you know, but if I would have <laughs> just ignored my intuition and just gone with it, you know, would have like, and there was no other stable coin at the time, right? Not that I was aware of. Okay. It was just Tether at the time, I think 2017. Yeah, yeah well. man, I missed that opportunity, but yeah. So uh, what, that Chico crypto guy, that's his strategy now for the next bull run. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a no brainer for sure.
0: It's better than Tether. Yeah, make sure you adopt some exit strategy because we don't know if the top is 100,000. We have no idea. Yeah. It could be 88,000. Yeah. And if you're holding for that 100,000 and it starts dropping down at 88, yeah. I mean, you're just going to be in a world of hurt.
1: Like if you truly believe in crypto so much, you know, like you shouldn't do what I did like, you know, mass exit it to fiat because then you have to deal with like I said taxes. Um that's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> It's just taxes, when you take out large sums like that, like in the future, everybody's adopting these stable coins. Just keep your crypto value separate from like you know real from, world value. just from keep government it in a, money, yeah, keep it in a stable coin. If you ever want to dip into it, take little chunks at a time. You know what I mean? I think that's the safer route, yeah, but that's just me. I can't tell y'all what to do with your money. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that.
0: Well, I found an interesting piece of nugget earlier today. A nugget, a, eh? And I want, I want to, to show you this nugget. Yeah, go ahead. I want to show you this little video. And by the way, the person that painted that for us, I want to thank, uh, you should follow her on Twitter, at Dahlia Garza, Dahlia A. Garza. Uh, she did a fantastic job of, I guess, mimicking our logo and put a little yellow in there. It looks awesome. It's
1: pretty dope, don't it?
0: Yeah, thank you very much, <laughs> Dahlia.
1: Oh, yeah. Dahlia, you're a beast, for sure. <laughs> You also cook a mean meatball. <laughs> 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 All right.
0: But uh check this out. Uh so I wanna play this seven minute video. Hopefully, um I think it's Kind of early on here.
2: Bitcoin bulls are Good back. Question. Yeah. Uh, look, we're about a year out from that. Uh, and then the other thing I'd say is I, I think that the trade war actually has a little bit to do with it. Right. This idea so that we're where watching uh, you know, such a trade was war play out on Kevin O'Leary. You look at a non-sovereign currency so popular, and, and I think that there's some kind Let's of safety. around, sure. though. If, if, if this trade war gets solved, does, does Bitcoin go down? It could, right? I think that the big thing here is if you look at the macro trend, uh, Bitcoin has seen three drawdowns over 80% in its lifetime in the last decade, uh, but it is the best performing asset. And uh, one of the corollaries I draw is uh, if you look at Amazon stock, right? So Amazon's drawn down over 90% twice. Uh, the intra year drawdown is over 30% on average, right? So it's a, a pretty volatile stock in that sense. Bitcoin's done very similar things, uh, but what it continues to do is set new yearly lows. Right, so don't look at the highs, look at the lows. And again, it's just supply and demand. If you have a scarce
3: asset and demand well, increases, Mr. Wonderful thinks it's worthless. Well, I, I <laughs> he actually, called it garbage I, I this want morning. To explore <laughs> the idea. Yeah, I did say that. So listen to, to what Kevin O'Leary says, Mr. Wonderful. There's nothing here except raw speculation. Mm-hmm. No different than when I go to Las Vegas and put my money on black or red on a roulette wheel because. WHERE IS THE INTRINSIC VALUE INHERENT IN DEPLOYING REAL CAPITAL, LET'S TALK REAL Mm -hmm. MONEY HERE, AND PUTTING IT INTO BITCOIN AS A STORAGE OF VALUE? I GET GOLD FOR 2,000 YEARS, INCLUDING THE ROMANS. THEY SAW VALUE IN in, in OWNING THAT AS AN ASSET CLASS. TELL ME WHY THIS, WHICH IS BASICALLY A DIGITAL um, GAME, Mm -hmm. THAT'S THE WAY I LOOK AT IT, HAS ANY INTRINSIC VALUE? WHEN PEOPLE ACTUALLY PUT REAL MONEY INTO THIS, THEY MAKE NO INTEREST, THEY CAN'T PAY THEIR TAXES WITH IT, THE REGULATORS DON'T LIKE IT, WHICH IS ALWAYS A PROBLEM FOR COMPLIANCE, AND WHERE'S THE LONG-TERM VALUE? JUST THIS, this IDEA THAT THEY'RE GOING TO CUT THE NUMBER OF UNITS IN HALF, THAT'S, that's SUCH A SCAM. <laughs> like THAT'S JUST TOTALLY B.S.
2: SO I'D SAY TWO THINGS. ONE IS um, IT'S DISRUPTIVE TECHNOLOGY. SO IF YOU LOOK AT IT FROM A TECHNOLOGY STANDPOINT. That,
3: THAT ALSO HAS AN ODOR OF B.S. TO IT.
2: it, it, it LOOK, EVERYTHING THAT'S NEW SEEMS DIFFERENT right, in the it's beginning. And, and I think what you've got to realize is with Bitcoin specifically, money is a belief system. So the U.S. dollar, the only reason why you and I use it is because we believe it has value. So if I give you a dollar, you give me a good or a service in exchange. Right. We believe that it has value. Bitcoin has value because two people who exchange it believe it has that value. And what we're seeing is the volume, right? Look at people using it. That, that's the, ultimately what, what matters. What all the
3: other crypto crap? There's lots of other coins. Uh, I, I believe Bitcoin is the king and is going to stay the king for that's a very true. long time. So I taught a class at Harvard 18 months ago that you know, young people in that class challenged me. I put $100 into something called Coinbase, mm-hmm. which is a wallet thing. And uh, You buy Bitcoin? I bought them all. Dude, I bought all think. the crypto crap so I this, put $100 in. This it's now worth 30 30, 30 recently, May right? 14, 2019. This is like, crap. yeah, when now, Bitcoin first them started all. popping you, out. Yeah, yeah think it was like really right sucks. now is $8,000. I think people should understand today that the hot digital is Bitcoin. Tomorrow it could be. WHATEVER, RIGHT? AGAIN, I THINK THAT BITCOIN, THE the REASON
2: WHY BITCOIN IS uh, GETTING SO MUCH ATTENTION, uh, IT'S THE BEST PERFORMING ASSET IN THE LAST DECADE, RIGHT? IT'S DRASTICALLY OUTPERFORMED S&P, EVERY OTHER KIND OF uh, FINANCIAL ASSET THAT'S OUT THERE. AND THE SECOND THING IS, the institutions are coming in because Bitcoin is actually a better store of value. It's more transparent and more secure. So regulators, they actually like Bitcoin in the sense of law enforcement can track criminal activity. Right, every single transaction is done on a public ledger. I'm you not can sure see the law enforcement loves Bitcoin. I've uh, interviewed a DA agent who uh, came on and they would love for criminals to use Bitcoin over U.S. dollars in cash, right? It's much more traceable. And so what law enforcement is saying is they want these digital currencies used, uh, Bitcoin specifically because of the public nature of the transactions, easier to track the criminal activity.
3: After the fact? After the fact, yeah, of course. Well, U.S. dollars, you can't track it before or after. Last time this had a big run up to 20,000 and people started talking about assets with it, the SEC was handing out subpoenas like birthday cards. They were doing it for the ICOs, so ICOs are essential.
0: So I want to, I want to get an assessment from you, man. What's, yeah. what's your, what, 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 do you evaluate Kevin Leary's kind of <laughs> approach to crypto? Like, what, what do you think he thinks about it?
1: Well, uh, he obviously doesn't understand anything when it comes to technology right. behind it. Right. You know, he's still focusing and him and a lot like Peter Schiff. You have to watch that debate this, yeah. between this motherfucking guy, pomp, yeah. And yeah. Peter Schiff, <laughs> dude. They're part of the same clan, man. They they have the same attachment to... They keep on bringing like the up the physicality same... The physicality. physicality, yeah. It's like, no, not tangible, whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's harder for him to understand, I guess. And, and also, he has personal interests in, like, existing store of, like, gold. I'm sh- Just like Peter Schiff, he has a whole company that, re- you know, needs gold to profit from. And yeah. I think Kevin O'Leary's probably this, in the same camp. I don't know. Uh... So
0: so he doesn't really believe in crypto, so to speak.
1: They probably don't think that there's a, a problem, man. These guys are part of the establishment, right? Yeah, yeah. They're part of the... They're, 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 they're making money from the establishment. Already, yeah, they're basically billionaires, maybe not that rich, but... Yeah. Somebody who's in that position is not going to be like, fuck, man, let's end this and transition
0: to a whole new decentralized world because they're profiting off of this. Yeah, but if, if, you were, if they're as intelligent as they think they are, and they would see an asset like Bitcoin performing as well as it, it is. You would think that they would, you know, start shoveling some of their portfolio into Bitcoin. Like a just a, like a speculation? <clears throat> yeah, just yeah. like you know, speculation, like it could go a thousand X or it could crash, but it doesn't matter because it's only one or two percent of your portfolio. Yeah, like, like
1: Peter Schiff's a perfect example that he's known about Bitcoin pretty much since the very beginning. Yeah. Like, he had the opportunity to buy, like, $10 Bitcoins. Because even back then, when a Bitcoin was 10 bucks, he was calling it, you know, a bubble a yeah. scam.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? And <laughs> I don't think... I, I honestly don't believe he never bought any. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't... No, I'm pretty sure, like, he's bought some. Yeah. Dude, he, with the amount of money... He, he can't be that, like, stubborn to his ideals. Yeah. Ideology to, so like, not even... He's a millionaire. Why not take, like, a few... $10? 10, 10 grand... That's nothing to him. Why $10 would he dollars just to buy, buy one bitcoin? Yeah, if if he had that opportunity, maybe even after I don't know,
0: $100, $200. Yeah, just yeah. something.
1: But but like I said, <laughs> he has personal interest in the gold market. He needs that to flourish cuz yeah, that's that's his business. That's
0: know? what pays the bills. But what's, you know, what's the apprehension? Uh but you're you're sensing that, right? He's hesitating on like cryptocurrency, right? Well, he's like trashing it actually. He's not hesitating. He's, okay. like, he's actively like talking shit. Calling it crypto garbage and all this stuff. Well, I ask you because I'm going to set you up for an interesting video here. Another one. Uh This happened in uh, April 11th, 2013. Yeah. Yeah.
4: The internet currency we've talked about on this program—if you follow it—yesterday, you'll know it lost 60 percent of its value. This was just after it hit a record high of 266 dollars. And look now, at this, though, intelligent it's already starting man to come back up again. Explain just two months currency, ago, each specifically Bitcoin was Bitcoin. Worth only 20 dollars, and now, as you heard, it's. Huge! All of that volatility in the value of bitcoins has some <clears throat> economists wondering if there is a bitcoin bubble and if bitcoins really have a future as a <laughs> currency. Ads. Kevin O'Leary is our business commentator and the chair of O'Leary Me Funds. Like then, we know he great. has a thought those or two on dogs. that. Nice yeah, to see him in the studio again this morning. Number, what's going what's on this with intelligent this, like, man? huge rise from it's twenty dollars way up hell? into the hundreds yeah. and then? there's going to talk about crypto fall <laughs> yesterday.
3: Well, let's remember that until yesterday, most people around the world never heard of bitcoin. Bitcoin, for those who don't know it, is basically virtual currency. The same that you'd get for blasting aliens in a video game, except now traded globally. You can buy bitcoins with virtually any currency on Earth and convert back into any currency or buy goods and services with it. Well, we
4: talked about the story. What really got us talking about bitcoin was the guy in Edmonton who was selling his house for the first time, wanted 400,000 in bitcoins.
3: So uh, I think the, the best way to look at this, this is a proxy for the mistrust individuals have of central bankers, if you're willing to take Bitcoin as a currency, a virtual Barbie currency to me, uh, it it has no basis, no central banker, no hard asset behind it. But if you don't trust any other currency, this is where you go. So essentially what's happening here, Heather, people all around the world are saying, I've had it. With my central banker, I don't trust politicians anymore. I'm going to trade with this currency with my computer and my cell phone.
4: Well, they did that. The reason the Bitcoin shot up was after Cyprus, when they thought the government was going to get the hands on sure. the money in the banks, so people turned to Bitcoins to keep them protected.
3: So I ignore everything till it gets to a billion dollars of market cap. Okay, that happened recently with Bitcoin well over a billion in value so it's here to stay You've accumulated a virtual worth of a billion dollars and people are willing to trade it and actually buy things with it Turn it back into hard assets and here's the key Heather owners of hard assets are willing to take Bitcoin This is here to stay that's what's going to happen, but and no central banker can control it.
4: But you just called it a Barbie currency. I was going to say, is it all hocus-pocus? I mean, is it a legitimate form of currency to trade?
3: It is, and as soon as it passed a billion and someone bought a hard with it in right. my books as an investor, it became real. Now, at the same time, because relative to all other currencies, it's tiny. A billion dollars is irrelevant in the currency market. Remember, the currency markets are the largest markets on Earth, bigger than commodities, bigger than stocks, bigger than bonds. It's going to grow, but it's going to take a long time. But the key is volatility. You, no, nobody's going to put a large part of their net worth into this thing because it can go up and down sixty percent in a day, as we saw yesterday. But is it here to stay? Oh yeah. So will I take two or three percent in bitcoins? I think I might. I'm going to start looking at it.
4: Are you really?
0: Well, goddamn. You think you, you think you did it? Well, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. He's, he he's said got... two or
1: three percent, dude. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, at freaking for sixty dollars.
0: So I looked up April eleventh, roughly. It's around sixty dollars. Uh, Bitcoin price when he was talking about that. Yeah,
1: and if you put two or three percent of his network or his portfolio, I'm assuming it's like hundreds of millions of dollars. Is
0: worth. Yeah, it. I say a million dollars, maybe. Do
1: the math, dude. Do do a hundred. Okay, I can do it in my head. Right, two percent of a hundred million is what? Two million? Two million divided by sixty, dude. No, I don't think he's. No, nah, uh, I wouldn't uh, he, he
0: probably didn't go two million. <laughs> May put ten thousand five hundred. No, but he said two or three percent. Yeah, I know, but (laughs) but two or three percent of a portfolio of a million dollar portfolio. Nah, dude, this guy's worth way more. No, no, I know, but the portfolio he might have like a portfolio of only ten million dollar investments when he's worth you know five hundred million. I don't know. Well, anyway, it's any any amount of money at sixty dollars is going to yield a lot of money right now. Yeah. But but why is he? Talking up Bitcoin in 2013 mm-hmm. when it was sixty dollars and talking down Bitcoin today, when it's, today it's when it's eight thousand dollars.
1: I don't know what do, what are your what are your theories on that?
0: Well, I'm thinking he's trying to keep the price low so he can continue accumulating. Oh I mean, yeah. That's,
1: so you think he's just been buying all along? He's well, just yeah, hiding it from the public.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe not him personally, but his financial manager. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I mean, fuck.
0: I mean. What what would be the reason to talk down Bitcoin when you were talking it up and I guess six for, years ago
1: I don't know for the program I guess just to be the devil's advocate in the room Pro- probably because like at CNBC they have a pretty
0: yeah we need sizable s- hard on for maybe crypto- the producer was like I need you to talk down Bitcoin because exactly, yeah. so far everybody has been talking it up
1: yeah like like so these all these anchors on CNBC they they really if they don't like it like there's like one dude he's always on there you saw him the guy with the glasses yeah he's like the crypto expert out of them but. Usually when he talks about stuff, everybody listens. Yeah, and they're not like, oh, this is bullshit. But they need somebody in that program to be like, you know, yeah, the devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he really believes in what he's saying, but
0: I don't think so. <laughs>
1: he's not a dumb man. No, of course not at all. You know, I mean, I, I don't think he said anything. He didn't but say anything. he didn't, again. He didn't really address the technology at all, even in this video. He just said, it's he per- just acknowledged the the fact that people are. Are ex- using are using it and exchanging
0: yeah. it for for goods and services. Yeah, which which is the premise of any fiat currency, right? We believe True. that it has value, and therefore we yeah. use it.
1: And he understood at that time, and I'm pretty sure he still understands now. Like the purpose of it is is like the anti banking, anti establishment currency. Yeah. yeah, you know, like he he pretty much said it perfectly. If you don't have trust in today's system of finance, then buy Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's literally the best way
0: you can fight against it. Yeah, right. You know, adopt this. Uh, Free currency. So it was this guy, Tom, who kind of discovered this video um, two days ago. Yeah. What, what, what does he say, though? Like, what is he speculating or
1: what? He says, uh, look, look here. Oh, like, well, pretty much what you said. Like, he's just been hoarding bitcoins and now he's trying to
0: spread FUD. Yeah. Basically, he's quoting Kevin O'Leary and he says, will I take two to three percent in Bitcoin? I think I might. I'm going to start looking into it. And then, so here's here's a link to that video.
1: Yeah, because like two like every investor has like their speculative portion of their uh, portfolios, right? You know, they have their hard, solid... The majority of their portfolio is probably like in solid, not so volatile assets like real estate, bonds. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe stocks qualify for that, but I'm, every investor has at least like five to ten percent, I think, of their portfolio to speculate.
0: Yeah, yeah, speculate. You know
1: these that little chunk of your portfolio could have eventually turn into something massive yeah,
0: yeah for yeah. sure and so when I when I first saw this video I was kind of shocked I was like well would Kevin O'Leary be talking about Bitcoin in 2013 and then all of a sudden start talking it down and I was thinking like maybe this is a deep fake like somebody <laughs> made this video yeah so and so this was before I actually went to this thread and okay. started like reading through uh-huh. and other people had the same kind of Guess which, or which, thoughts. which
1: part would be the deep fake? The phone? him
0: talking, him talking about Bitcoin in 2013. In or
1: 2013, 2017? yeah. So you think that, that might have been fake, but there's record of that, isn't there?
0: Like that well, video
1: was posted in 2013.
0: Well, yeah, no, it was posted in 2013, yeah,
1: before deep fakes were a thing. Like True, fakes are a thing today. So,
0: well, uh, it, it could have been you can manipulate like when things are posted, like you can't, uh, I don't think so. I at least visually you could say that it was posted in 2013. So... There's a chance that it could have been a deep fake, but I found this tweet by Thomas Schultz, uh-huh. and I clicked on this, this link, and it brought me to this other Twitter thread of—actually, let's go to it—where people are talking about Kevin O'Leary's discussion. Kevin O'Leary and his pr- perspective on Bitcoin on CBC interview, which is in Canada. Kevin O'Leary on CBC and his interesting pr- perspective on, on Bitcoin. April 11,
1: twenty thirteen. damn! What what the hell happened there with the boat? <laughs> That's what. I don't know. It just one hell of a fire. So this is proof of what so, I'm saying. Then Kevin
0: O'Leary, Bitcoin is here to stay.
1: Like you can't manipulate that, can you? No, you can't.
0: This you can't. I mean, this is a.
1: You can't manipulate YouTube either, can you? Like no. there's a date to every YouTube video. Yeah,
0: but you know what I mean. Yeah, still. But that was on a website. This this is this is just a. Oh, a CBC that wasn't even website. YouTube. That wasn't YouTube. Oh, I thought that was YouTube. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's
0: no. I mean this is posted April 11, 2013, but this data here can be manipulated, I guess. So so anyway, my one of my thoughts was like may, maybe this is fake. Right? Yeah, okay. But then I found this guy Thomas Schultz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the same thought or people were thinking the same thing and so, no man, people were talking about it in 2013 when this was posted. Oh yeah. So well, why do you think somebody if somebody were to deep fake
1: that, well, what would be the reason for it? Like uh why? just to
0: make him look bad. Oh,
1: yeah? Just like yeah. an attack on him? Yeah, just an attack. Like, you fucking liar. Yeah. I guess. Yeah,
0: because think about it. If, you know, a lot of people start watching this video and they start comparing 2013 version of Kevin O'Leary to 2019 version, you know, there's a difference. Like, he's talking up Bitcoin, then he's talking down Bitcoin. But he wasn't... Like, like I, it's I, it's being manipulative. Yeah. How can you believe in, in the same stuff that we believe in in 2019 and, and then all of a sudden not like Bitcoin?
1: But even in that twenty thirteen discussion, he wasn't la- that positive about it. He called it fucking Barbie money or something like that. Yeah,
0: but he was like thinking he was, about going in two two percent. Yeah, just because he rec- uh, because he he recognized that he recognized that a billion dollars people were starting to trade it right? exactly. So now we, that it's two hundred billion dollars, all of a sudden it's crap.
1: I have to watch that twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen interview. Yeah, I mean, Wasn't he, that
0: he, he calls it crap here? Yeah, he
1: called it crypto garbage or something like that. Yeah, and like it's it's all purely speculative,
0: which I mean, dude, you, it's kind of true. It is speculative, but you're talking about a two hundred billion dollar asset, which uh six years ago was one billion dollars.
1: No, I agree. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole the whole train ride has been all based on speculation, but that doesn't mean it's ever going to end. But but in their mind, they're more cautious because there's been plenty of tales from the past, tales from history of like speculative bubbles that occurred, such as like the tulip mania. Uh, something about like the railroad bubble
0: or something like that. Yeah, bunch of bubbles. Um, the oil is a, is another one. Oil? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it's like the prices are are inflating. Yeah,
1: but the, yeah, that was due to like I don't know conflict, I think, or yeah, something. Yeah, true. I'm not sure, but I'm not a macro guy. <laughs> <laughs> but so these I've been hearing these fuckers saying like you know once the Bitcoin bubble pops, it's just gonna go to zero and like everyone's gonna forget about it, but it doesn't look like that's happening. You know.
0: I don't. I don't see how that could ever happen.
1: Well, again, like they like to look at history. That's why they worship gold so much, right? Because of the historical context. Yeah, of yeah. Gold, shit. Oh, you know,
0: <laughs> if anything's gonna pop, it's that value.
1: What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Don't don't do it. They'll, well, don't it's, don't it'll be. It'll take
0: this. a while. It'll take a while before oh, man. gold goes down. I thought we've
1: already agreed like multiple times. Gold and Bitcoin are not enemies. Yeah, but, they're, they're,
0: but the value of gold is not. Its current value is not its true value. That's my what my argument is. Right now, it's $1,500. But okay. is gold really worth $1,500? No, it's not. It is not worth $1,500. It is because somebody will buy it
1: for that amount. No, no, okay. Just so like when you're talking
0: about pure economics, yeah. It's yeah. worth $1,500 because somebody will buy it for $1,500. Mm-hmm. But it's true value, meaning what can you do with gold? Like, has no, no purpose other than... Dental,
1: but you can't make that argument because Bitcoin has no true value it's, itself.
0: Its only existence is to trade. That's the the only existence of Bitcoin. Like that's its only purpose is to to be tradable across the globe. That's what it was intended to be,
1: but that's not what it's being used for right now. I think everybody likes to tout like uh, I've been re- like Bitcoins. I think it just hit like a billion dollars and like transaction fees mm. or something recently just, oh that's right yeah just broke that threshold so i yeah. was like yay yeah, yeah. bitcoin's doing great he's like how many people are using it no dude it's just people you know swapping bitcoin with each other yeah. for specular purposes that's like the or bulk. i'm assuming goods. probably like nine
0: nah dude it's probably like 98 percent of it dude, is just from ten thousand bitcoins for two pizzas <sighs> Come dude on. that was a long fucking it doesn't time matter it still it still counts it still counts
1: yeah, but the, but the transaction fees were like way like peanuts yeah, back then. That's like true. Like these big transaction fees are from today. And today, you know, Bitcoin. See, yeah, man, you can't trash gold's like true value because it actually has some true use cases. Other that Bitcoin
0: doesn't. Legacy have. use cases. Yes.
1: Yeah. Like you, you're the one who points them out. They're you know in technology and electronics and stuff like that. Yeah. It's got its uses. And, and once ones. the price
0: goes down, they'll be used more in technology. But the
1: price isn't going down cuz that's not that's
0: not that's not the main okay so let's value proposition of gold we already know why people if if you were to pick one asset to hold for infinity <laughs> what what no, one no, asset no just no, so pick any out of the million assets that exist on the planet right now today
1: okay let's say like for, like so the united states had to plant one of those what are they called like those little ground things where you like plant a, oh, like a time capsule yeah yeah and then like what would you put in it to, for like future civilizations like i don't know to represent our
0: our well, to our, for our the purpose of that capsule being valued the highest that that it could possibly be valued that's so that's the purpose of this capsule and this you know kind of well,
1: uh, what represents our our humanity's vision of wealth like greater than anything else.
0: No, no, no. Because that's that's not that's not the the question that I'm trying to because to ask.
1: You don't know what's going to happen in the future, then. So if you, if you're no, I'm
0: saying p- I'm saying right now, if you were to pick one asset, gold for infinity, gold for infinity, you would pick gold. <laughs> if a rock. You would pick a, a a rock. Yeah, only because for infinity.
1: Yeah, you know what's different about dude? What hap- What? Imagine if like the grid goes down or something like that. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do with a rock? Well, no, the rock maintains its value, but Bitcoin. Is I know, but what on. are you going to do with it in an apocalypse? You're going to exchange it. Nobody's going to want your rock, right? <laughs> They're going to want like tangible, <laughs> like real assets, like a house. That is an asset. Dude. No, it's, it's been an <laughs>
1: asset for tens of
0: yeah, but you can't do anything with it. Years. You can't do anything with it. You trade it. We don't trade it anymore because
1: of this paper fiat currencies that we have. But we, we historically that's what people use to trade. Well, if not gold and other metals, silver. They use copper, nickel, stuff like that. Cheaper you know less precious metals they have value dude and they always have but the big daddy of course is gold
0: well you know the reason why metals have had value is because of its scarcity and difficulty to mine yeah okay now if the only reason they have value is because of <laughs> scarcity and difficulty to mine what is more scarce and more difficult than bitcoin uh it's not gold Okay. Uh, there is so, nothing more scarce and more difficult to mine than Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. Okay. I agree with that.
0: So, so the the biggest computational network that has ever existed is in Bitcoin. Okay. And and that network only exists to mine Bitcoin.
1: But you use the time. You used, you said infinity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking know, about I know, infinity. I know metals are going to exist for infinity. Oh, but for I sure. I don't know the internet network is going to last no, for no, infinity. no,
0: The metals will exist for infinity, right? You know. Yeah. You know, disregarding like physics and all that, uh-huh. it'll last for infinity. Yes. But what I'm talking about is value. How valuable would will a piece of gold be compared to something that's something compared to Bitcoin?
1: Well, okay, assuming like nothing happens, of course Bitcoin is gonna have more value if the grid never goes down. The internet stays the way it is, and
0: yeah, yeah. um, even so, the internet going down that's uh that's a fringe case because we're humans will always need some way to communicate with each other. Whether you call it the internet or you call it telepathic communication, because we don't need, we're cyborgs now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't need the internet. It just needs a way to communicate data to each other. So, Bitcoin can exist with or without the internet, is what I'm trying to say. Mm,
1: I disagree. But you know what I would fucking hold, actually? I'd hold water <laughs> for infinity. That's the most valuable resource on earth. Yeah, I mean, to stay it, alive, but I'm talking about like. Dude, who knows if in some scenario in the future we run out of like. Drinkable water. That well, shit could be more valuable than gold in the future.
0: People well, for die sure. Off. If, if you're dying yeah. and you have, you know, a little ledger nano with like 10 bitcoins <laughs> uh-huh. and, f- you know, future, you know, yeah, infinity.
1: Some fucking crazy war happens. It polluted most of the world's like drinkable
0: water. So you have that ledger and then you have a cup of water mm-hmm. and you're starving and you're like dying. Yeah. Of course. That water. That dude. water is way more valuable. Yeah. Right. But. I think
1: there's more like scenarios for, because you're saying, I mean, infinity, man, you're leaving yourself. Infinity means like any scenarios possible.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess an infinity could mean that there's something way better than Bitcoin. Yeah. But I mean, if you were to pick one today is what I'm talking about today.
1: But OK, if you're picking an asset from today, then you you can't then
0: it's like uh, you're you're Fry from uh, Futurama. Right. Yeah. You get stuck into that little. Okay, so that's like a thousand years, right? Thousand years. He went from like the year two thousand to three thousand or something like that. Yeah. In that cryo chamber. And then he uh, had he had like thirty five cents in his bank account <laughs> yeah. a thousand years ago, and then uh-huh. he ended up being a millionaire. But wasn't it like peanuts still in their time or something like that? I, or, I don't remember. But I don't it was. I don't either.
1: It was. Oh, a, I remember that episode. Like. Yeah. He was just really rich, right, or something like he that. He was really rich, and yeah. then. I don't know. Got a jack vice like some old lady or something like that. Yeah, something. I, dude, that was a classic episode. There, dude. You need to rewatch those shows?
0: And like the interest rate was like tiny, but after a thousand years, it, yeah. was, it was a lot of money. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, so so why anyway, did we get I, this I don't topic? Know, I don't know why we got into this topic again. <laughs> Where did that even come from? Um, I think it was just you shitting on gold. And I was just like trying to. Well, I think we're talking about. I don't. I, I don't remember now. <laughs> but uh, Kevin O'Leary, like. Him switching kind of like stances on crypto, it's saying a lot about him. Because if if you if you were to watch these two videos, like he says one thing, he says another thing in another video, six years apart, like he's got to be trying to manipulate something, or it could be just a show. Like this could be simple producers saying, "Hey, we need a guy to shit on Bitcoin. Yeah, you're the best guy to kind of like talk shit." It's so true. Just that's kind talk of like, shit.
1: That's kind of like his persona too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like he's, he's that like, like the rash guy. Yeah, like the he'll,
0: devil's advocate for everything.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll talk his speak his mind and he'll be crude and offensive and all that stuff. That's just, but
0: probably that's when fun. you get Kevin O'Leary in a room and you're like his good buddy, oh, he'd, yeah. he'd be talking good about Bitcoin. It's like if you don't have Bitcoin, then what the hell are you doing? How are you consider yourself an investor?
1: Uh, I don't know if he'll say all that. There's just did a lot more spectrum to the investing community than just Bitcoin. There's like some well, serious but shit out there.
0: At least, at least one. You know, if you don't have one percent in Bitcoin, how are you considered yourself a, an investor? I don't know. I don't know, dude.
1: That's the thing. It's it's still early to the point where you don't have to be have your mind made up yet because we're not at that stage. It's There's supposed to be people like this, like, spe- Oh, for resistant sure. resistant against Bitcoin, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. That's how you know it, it, it's something that actually matters because there's people who are, like, passionately opposed to it. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, people would just, like, disregard it, like, Eh, that's bullshit. They used to. But nowadays, people are, like, fighting, you know, like. Yeah. You know, there's people who are getting, like, passionately against the idea of Bitcoin and stuff. I don't know. I guess because it's becoming more mainstream because of, like, Libra. Uh, and, like, today well, the, people the networks, are talking about it. P- yeah, they're talking about it now because gold is surging. CNBC, I mean, they they talk about it on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's because of the 2017 bull market. Like, they, they couldn't ignore it back then because of its fucking ridiculous yeah. run-up in price. And I remember they used to have, like, a ticker down at the bottom all day long tracking the price of Bitcoin because it was amazing to them, right? This yeah. asset is just blowing through all barriers and shit like what the hell is this yeah and they're doing it for ratings of course because back then everyone wanted to find out you know what is this bitcoin thing right they wanted to figure out what it is and how to get invested in it yeah so it was good for the ratings that's why we started this whole podcast we're hoping one day (laughs) that shit returns yeah you know whenever bitcoin hits that next bullish bubblish cycle we're anticipating there's going to be a lot more people looking for crypto information, right? So that's, that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, so for sure, for sure. We'll set ourselves up for that opportunity. You know, right now, yeah, retail's not there. Nobody cares.
0: Yeah. And and no. that's that's a scary part because you know, you know the institutions are accumulating, right? They they know what they're doing. I don't know. And if I mean, what, I how, I mean how how else do you explain the price going up if retail is not in? Yeah, but how much has gone up like Three thousand, like,
1: like fifty billion market cap total, or something like that, like Bitcoin. Yeah, like yeah, but we're talking
0: n- about at, we're talking about portfolios that are just putting in one percent. Yeah, right. but
1: like like one percent of like a fucking uh,
0: institutional firm is like fifty billion dollars. So, but there's altogether, tons, yeah, altogether fifty billion, which is not it, a dude. whole lot of money. I I agree with that.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if institutional money is in or not. There might be like little specks of it here and there. Oh, it's
0: definitely in, dude. I don't think so. It's definitely in. Yeah, man. They'll,
1: yet? They'll, they'll FOMO in, too. Like, institutions FOMO. I remember 2017, a lot of them did. You know? Hmm. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> But, uh, like I said, the conversation today is, it, again, Bitcoin is getting more in limelight exposure because of the gold run-up. And there's reasons behind this, you know? Oh,
0: like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's a good segue to this.
1: Well, yeah, because me and you always argue about this whole store of value. Like, I, I still don't understand why you, you're so opposed to gold when it's... Obviously, working as a store of value,
0: because there's well, a lot of
1: speculation out there. Well, I Bitcoin mean, is only
0: ten years old. Gold is only two thousand years old. Yeah, I mean at least.
1: So if you're like an institutional guy, you know, old money, which is where most of this money is, it's in old hands. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna position your wealth into a trusted. Yeah, store and don't get me value. wrong.
0: I'm not saying gold is not a good store of value. Not a good store of value today. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, it is it's amazing. I but, can
1: vouch for it. It's doing great.
0: But if you play out this game long enough, the fifteen hundred dollar price of gold will go down because there are better alternatives to gold. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe like yeah, the like, attributes yeah, yeah. that make gold valuable have have competitors now that do a better gold than what gold is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Well, in order for your, your scenario to happen, I understand it's pretty much like the MySpace Facebook thing. Gold is the MySpace. Yeah. Bitcoin is there the you Facebook, go. you yeah. know, uh, superior technology always outperforms and crushes whatever came before it. Yeah. That's the way the world goes. So in order for that to happen, I guess like a whole generation of people have to understand that difference and completely reject the idea of gold, you know, we'll right. see.
0: You know, it got me thinking about fry, man, I'd be, <laughs> again. it'd be badass to jump in a thousand years from now and yeah? see what things look like.
1: Yeah. No shit. Right. Then you, if you can come back from there, you've, Fucking richest man in the world. You just invest in everything you saw. Oh, yeah. But a thousand years into the future?
0: Shit. That'd probably be Bitcoin. I
1: don't, dude, a thousand years <laughs> is a long time, man. Yeah, it is. I don't even think we're going to make it there, honestly. You don't think so? Dude, I think Bitcoin is the one world currency that the Bible prophesized about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
5: even fucking joking, bro. Uh.
1: I'm not even kidding. Well, I want you to hear me out about this. <laughs> I think. I think we're in the last days of civilization. Dude. I'm I'm backed up by no. Stephen
0: motherfucking Hawking, dude. Dude, no, negatory.
1: Yes, he thinks we have before he passed away. He he said it in his own words, dude. Like he the the chances of humanity outlasting another century very low in his mind.
0: Well, the probability, yes, it's low because we got countries starting to develop the U235 uranium, 235. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, everybody wants nukes. Yeah, like they're literally everybody's working on it. What the the reason why he <laughs> bets on humanity destroying itself is because the probability is high. Yeah, because you got uneducated, unaware countries developing this technology.
1: Well, I'm sure they're educated. And aware. It's just what, what what can they do? The whole purpose of like countries, like we're competing among, against one another. Nobody wants to see the United States number one forever. Like if you if you're the leader of China, your job is to
0: you know, become that new number one nation. So your job See, but is to compete. That's with that's military where that's everything. where I think it's they're unaware. You compete with technology, right? You don't. You're not competing with nuclear weapons anymore because it's 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 mutually assured destruction. Yeah. You launch a nuke anywhere in the world now, you're going to receive ten more yeah. in your own backyard. Like, why would you? It, it's pointless unless unless they're, they're the equivalent of the uh, Walmart shooter who doesn't care if they die or not.
1: Yeah, and there's, there's countries out there. And like I'm sure,
0: that. That I'm sure there is, but I would yeah. think it takes a lot of people pushing buttons to launch a nuke than yeah. it does for one person to pull a trigger.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So, but, but the probability is there, and oh yeah, and yeah. it's not just nukes either. I, I agree you know? with Stephen Hawking. The yeah.
0: probability is high that we will not exist in a thousand years because of th- our our self destruction but my well i think my it, belief this yeah. is where where i have my own beliefs is that humanity will per- persevere through that phase and we will you know live through yeah, that. yeah i you know it doesn't mean we go completely extinct you know humans are pretty good at adapting
1: yeah i don't know what that you know end of world scenario will be like we'll definitely kill off probably the large majority of people yeah, but i don't know they
0: have to like hide in caves
1: or some shit through for- what
0: means like
1: nuclear I don't know, nuclear or maybe like some kind of... Uh
0: nuclear would be the only thing to wipe out like a mass amount of people.
1: What about like, uh, like a virus?
0: Like Chernobyl. Like that. See, now that now that that's dangerous. Yeah.
1: Apparently, like there's a lot of people saying all these antibiotics and stuff we're doing or we use antibiotics for, for fucking everything. Yeah, it's if you creating sick super viruses. Yeah, if we get sick, go to the doctor, they prescribe you the antibiotics. So over time, these viruses and, you know... Bacteria, they're becoming resistant to our current drugs. Yeah. And then they're going to pass on those genetics to other viruses down the line, and eventually we'll, we won't be immune to them anymore. If yeah. that shit
0: ever happens, then fuck, you know?
1: So that's just that's another true. possibility.
0: Yeah, antibiotics. It, its its You can't avoid it because if you eat any meat, for the most part, you pick a random piece of meat, it's going to have antibiotics and steroids and all kinds of shit in it. So, yeah. yeah. And then we disinfect
1: everything and... I don't know. That's just, you know, and, and then all our artificial intelligence, who knows where that road leads us. I just think... Now
0: that, now that's <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. So we got nuclear, we got biological warfare, and we got artificial <laughs> intelligence, which is humans killing themselves as equally as... As efficiently as a nuclear weapon. Or who the fuck knows what global warming going to do to us. Shit, oh, global look. warming? God damn, dude. Exactly. <laughs> this is We very have so bleak. many
1: guns pointed at us, right? Yeah, this is very bleak. Or, like, the economy's is under pressure <laughs> of collapse. We haven't even talked about that yet, but we will. About the economy. Here like, our whole financial system could literally just... <clears throat> but that's, that's why we're talking about crypto, because that's supposed to save us from that. But anyways,
0: yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that belief that... I, I really don't think think about this too often but you're right there's a lot of guns pointed at us right now yeah like and it's probably the most we've ever had in the history be, of yeah. humanity
1: yeah and the reason why is cuz you know we're accelerating technology but us as we're still primal fucking creatures our brains haven't done any evolving yeah. you know you know so can we responsibly generate technology or like you know f- be be uh yeah responsible Well, great power comes with great responsibility Like, that yeah. yeah, shit Okay, calm down, (laughs) Spider-Man. I thought that was Superman. No? No, that's Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man? Yeah. But you know what I mean, man. I don't know. All it takes is, like, one ridiculous fuck-up. There's already so much world tension right now Yeah, with this trade war escalating. Dude, every time, like, trade wars in history, like, that always leads to war,
0: (laughs) I feel like. When
1: countries are imposing tariffs... Well, what
0: happened was the United States devalued the dollar so it can compete better, right? And then China... They devalued their currency as well.
1: Well, I think it was because the United States imposed
0: like, a, t- a tariff on on Chinese goods. But but if if you devalue your dollar, those goods with tariffs are cheaper. Uh, yeah,
1: I guess. But yeah, that's what China's. I, mean, I
0: guess they're so essentially what they're manipulating their currency mm-hmm. to compensate for these tariffs, right? And, and it's kind of like a, which always helps Bitcoin because it's, it's not a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin in two years from now. It's two hundred fifty, whatever it is. I saw another prediction. It was three hundred K. just keeps going Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah.
1: I'm in the camp, like, if if shit really does, if the next pull cycle mimics what we saw in 2017, Yeah. I'm thinking 250, 200 to 250K, something like that, and then people will fucking, you know, naturally sell off and just go like, all right, this is it, (laughs) you know? Yeah, but I think that, I think $100,000. I
0: think, yeah, I think $100,000 is like that breaking point for people.
1: Well, that's that mental barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Just like 10,000 was, but it just, shot right through that bitch like but nobody was expecting 20k to be the top that's the thing because everyone true. was expecting that 10 i don't know like i said 10,100 a 1, thousand a million, million. It, for some reason in our brains like that number is just like that's a good stopping point yeah for some
0: reason like i don't know we're just it's a good yeah it's a good stopping point but you're right the thing is you know you we say a hundred thousand dollars but it could easily be eighty eight thousand dollars. the top that's true and if yeah. if you're actually waiting for $100,000 to, to fucking ha- hit that sell bu- sell button, yeah. Like you're just going to That's why it's best to always take
1: out chunks of profit along that's the right. way, you know. Right. 10% right. here, yeah. 10% there. You don't want
0: to hodl all the way. Do you fucking hate fuck hodling? Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. You I know, mean, you can hodl. When it, when it comes down to it, exiting And paying taxes is way better than losing 80% of your portfolio.
1: Yeah, as long as you exit and then rebuy, uh, you know, after these bear market cycles too. Yeah. But that's hard to do, man. Like, and obviously, hodling works, yeah. For the guys who bought like $10 Bitcoin, they're still hodling on. Oh, for sure. These Winklevoss fuckers, you know, I'm sure they haven't sold a, maybe they sell a little bit here and there, but. Dude, they got financial managers that sell at the
0: right time and.
1: Exactly. Well,
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, all right, we we just 10X this portfolio. Let's just sell and just wait because it's going to go down. Yeah, fuck. So so this guy, raw, yeah, Bitco- Paul. Bitcoin's
1: one world currency oh, prophesied oh yeah. in the Bible. Did,
0: did you want to finish that thought there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not a, a diehard Christian or anything like that. But when, back in the day when I was, you know, there, there's a point in my life where I was... um. I guess, coerced by fear into Christianity in a way. Which by is who? By the book itself. There's a chapter at the very end of the Bible called Revelations that is like the most grim chapter of all because the whole purpose of that chapter, I guess, is to tell you what happens, you know, if you don't believe in what was everything else mm-hmm. in the book. you Basically, mm-hmm. go and whatever the fuck. It also makes predictions about like the end of times and what's going to happen, that God's going to come down and zap all the good people off of the planet called Mm -hmm. the rapture and all the fucking bad sinful people are going to stay here and suffer for years and it's going to be pestilence. It's going to be just hell on earth for like seven years or something like that. So that scared me. So I was like, fuck. Yeah. You know, my natural instinct was, you know. Was to what? Was to believe. So I don't, I'm not, I can get raptured and saved. (laughs) But (laughs) so one of those predictions, there's tons of other predictions that kind of like lay out what the end times are going to look like culturally, yada, yada, yada. But one of them was there's going to be a one-world government, a one-world currency, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, you know what? If there is a candidate for that, because we've already kind of agreed, like, this does feel maybe like end times in a way because there's, there's a lot of danger out there and, like, or culturally, like, just, like... By the way, every generation chaos.
0: feels like it's end times. True. Every single one.
1: I know. But, but you you we just agreed that, like, it feels like... Well, yeah, I mean,
0: there's always... We like the technology
1: we're coming up with now is actually capable
0: of ending humanity. That's
1: that that was never the case,
0: yeah. But that has not that has no attributions to a book that's only 2,000 years old. You don't know that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying that that one of the stipulations was a one world currency, and I thought of that like, dude, this is
0: this is it. Well, okay, so you can spin a lot of realities and make it fit into a narrative. Right, hundred percent. So, say for example, <clears throat> you talk about a one-world government. Yeah, maybe that one-world government is a decentralized government that's completely democratized, and we vote on everything, dude. I think tariffs. That, yeah, that is a one-world co- government. That can totally happen, and that's it's not this 1984 government that's you know holding the man down.
1: Nineteen,
0: oh, oh, remember I never Orwell, read, I never, 1984? I never read that book. Okay. okay, it's not this bleak future when you have a one one world government, right? Because it could be completely decentralized and it could be democratized, free, everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's, there's no more, no more borders, right? Yeah. Um, so there's that. Obviously we can see Bitcoin being a one world currency, um, but do we really believe Bitcoin is going to be a, a one world currency? No, it's going to be a bunch of currencies tied to one Bitcoin. Yeah, but... <sighs>
1: I guess if that's the case, and it's it's essentially, and if you want to talk like about, gold.
0: if you want to talk about a one world currency, the whole the world's reserve currency is what right now.
1: What the dollar? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So the, we already
0: have that one world currency. That's the that's everybody, the
1: reserve, but nobody's not everybody's exchanging dollars. Everybody,
0: everybody accepts dollars. Everybody. Yeah, but every country has their own currency. Well, that's what I, that's 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 what I'm saying. Like yeah. in the future, Bitcoin is not going to be nobody's going to be trading Bitcoin when it's. Ten million dollars, right per Bitcoin.
1: We can. It can be no, not trading Bitcoin, but like a Bitcoin stable coin. Everybody's using that same currency.
0: Yeah, but then you're using a, a stable coin to tie to Bitcoin. Yeah, kind of like we're using,
1: that, and that stable coin will be the one world currency.
0: You know, not necessarily Bitcoin. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is we already have that right now, which is the dollar.
1: But no, not every country uses the dollar. Every everything I is tied
0: to the world reserve currency. It's pegged to it, but it's well, not actually. It's the same thing that's going to happen to Bitcoin. It'll be bit pegged to it. Crypto. Th- in, th-
1: in that case, Bitcoin is not a currency. Bitcoin is just the asset that the car- actual digital currency is pegged to. Well, then. Just like how I ran. You,
0: you just defeated your own argument okay, well, of, <laughs> of a world reserve, of a world currency. That's what the digital or the
1: stable coin is. That's the world currency.
0: So you think we're going to be, the whole planet is going to be trading and die, for example?
1: Well, dude, we've already agreed on this. Like, we already understand that Bitcoin isn't, I, uh, well, not, as far as we know, uh, we'll it won't probably be used never, as a currency. Or a means of exchange. It'll just be that it's proving itself to be a good store of value, a digital store of value. And then we kind of like speculated with amongst ourselves that, well, well then what do we do? We can easily peg a stable coin mm-hmm. and maybe it hasn't been created yet or some government might have to do this or something to the value of Bitcoin. In the future, whenever, like you said, it's a $10 million Bitcoin, there's not that much volatility. It's like what today's gold is, mm-hmm. yeah. essentially. Yeah. So there'll be no problem pegging a stable coin to that.
0: But that defeats your argument <laughs> that Bitcoin is the world currency. True.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like right.
0: it, it won't it, it can't be because
1: it doesn't make sense. But blockchain itself is is what can facilitate this whole global currency. It can. That maybe not doesn't exist yet, but it can because of this
0: technology that we're It, it can absolutely can. It's like yeah. Having a world government where it's completely decentralized, right? This, How do you think that could work out? Well, it can't. Why? Because just, just, too many countries, too many different ideologies, yeah. and they it's more, everyone is rather compete than cooperate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is that the case? I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, you just can't ignore. You know what? I I know why. Because right now the incentives are in place to compete with each other. There's no incentives to cooperate. It's true. Right? The only incentives to cooperate is the scientific community going to Mars, going to the moon. All those, Russia, United States, all those countries have collaborated to go to these places. But even sciences have to uh, compete
1: against each other because they got to compete for like, you know, research grants and stuff.
0: Yeah, but that's completely different. That's like. Science doesn't really compete with anything. It just is, right? It's just a discovery of science. It, it, there is no competition with science, right? There are scientists competing with each other trying to discover the next thing. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the actual science of it. And so, so that's that's just to say that crypto. You you could say that crypto is the world currency. I mean, it will eventually be, but it's not the end Wait, times. But, it's uh, not. Hey, it could be. It hasn't been prophesized in any book. Um, and and there's no evidence to suggest that anything that's in a book that's two thousand years old has uh, actually ha- have manifested anything valuable so far.
1: It's true, but I'm just I'm just I'm just stating wh- what well, I know. Like so, so
0: I agree with you in that there's there's some similarities into what the book says and what's actually happening. Yeah. But if you go back a hundred years ago, the things that were happening then have exact same similarities in the book. Yeah. They're yeah the yeah. exact same.
1: That's, Agreed. That's what Every, I'm saying. Because everybody. Has re- from whenever the fuck, whenever the Bible incepted or <laughs> the inception of it, every generation read the thing, and previous generations and were yeah. they were
0: strongly
1: believers in and it. And our it, minds you know, more the,
0: than us. The way that the brain works, it starts making a pattern. It starts identifying similarities about things that we know. Yeah, and like that's how our mind works. We're we're pattern recognition kind of a, a engine in our, in our heads. Uh-huh. And so when things happen in real world, they say, Hey, that kind of looks like that thing that I read in this book. Mm-hmm. But does, does that book, did that book tell you the future? No, it didn't. You're just associating an event and you're fitting the narrative Yeah, of that book. Okay. So it's a purely psychological thing that we do and it's completely natural. It, it, it could even be a self-defense mechanism to kind of understand how shit works. You know, like, Feel like somebody understands how things work and therefore, you know, you feel comfortable about why things happen the way they do. Mm. Like, for example, you know, the whole gun debate. They're they're saying that people are shooting each other not because there's a lot of guns in the United States. By the way, there's 400 million of them.
1: There's more than people.
0: More than people. But they're not shooting at, at, at each other because there's a lot of guns. They're shooting at each other because there's not enough God in the world. Like, what? What does that have to do with anything? What they're what they're
1: correlating that to is the mental health problem. Because, you I mean, of course, there's always been crazy people. There's always gonna be yeah. those outliers in humanity, but it's not just shooting, dude. It's also like we have a drug epidemic in the country. Like, the depression rate is like skyrocketing. Suicide rates are skyrocketing. In a time in history that, like, I feel like these things shouldn't be happening
0: because life is just so fucking awesome, right? Well, as far as like the our, only our, difference, the only difference between now and maybe I would say give it thirty years, so the things that are happening thirty years ago, like you know, in the nineties um, mass shootings, yeah. they they didn't happen as often as they do now, correct? No. So what is the difference between thirty years ago and today? Technology, I'd say. Internet technology. Technology. Right? Also, but but technology is also
1: shifted culture. Yeah, there's there's a there's a, there's a, a yeah. Cause. And so so what I mean is
0: yeah. those people that have those mental deficiencies or environmental effects, they can find community of among others who have similar environments, who have similar ideologies, who have similar deficiencies in their brain, yeah. and therefore they start supporting that thought of, this is hey, this this thing this idea of mass shootings is probably a good idea or
1: this idea of like like fuck society right yeah they like you said yeah they'll find and a lot of these shooters are linked to 4chan and 8chan or whatever this last one was like an 8chan yeah or the last three mass shootings all of them posted like their something their like, ideologies their intentions like we're gonna, their i'm gonna go shoot up this place on manifestos it, on it. exactly so yeah that's definitely a community we talked about yeah like, yeah i'm almost certain like those sites are going to, at some point, are going to get pulled off the internet. Well, uh, then
0: they just create a decentralized version. You, exactly. can, you, you can't stop this. Like, you yeah. just can't.
1: That's what I was saying. It's, it's kind of, I don't think they should pull it because it's kind of like, yeah, people should have the freedom to, if they have crazy thoughts in their mind, it sucks because what the result of that is, but we can't. You know, you can't tell
0: somebody what they can and can't talk about, right? There's an argument to say that they should be able to post things like that because you, you want to know why. The more that these people post, the more probability there is for a Google search engine to discover a pattern.
1: Yeah, there should be some kind of algorithm, right? Like, I would think, like, the but FBI the, would develop one or something. Just, depending but then on, that would
0: invade everyone's privacy, right? Well, you're posting it publicly, right? Whatever's public is public. You're not but, but you're not doing a, a private chat with these people and posting these manifestos and things like that.
1: Yeah, it's public, but uh, weren't didn't people just throw, like a bitch fit because like their public data on Facebook was sold or something like that? Too, well, saying? yeah, uh,
0: Cambridge Analytica yeah, was accessing go. data that they weren't supposed to have access to, and because Facebook's I guess glitch, they were able to access even more data than they were supposed to, mm. and so they they overreached. <sighs>
1: Yeah, but yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah, man. Um, but for sure,
0: so but there's obviously, I'm not saying technology is the reason for for these these events. What yeah. I'm saying is that because of technology, it provides an additional access point for more information and more communities to be formed, nefarious communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's other environmental effects that contribute to these these people, right? Um, poverty, you know, uh, mental uh, mental health is mental health without having access to or even the knowledge to, f- you know, even recognize a problem.
1: Yeah, and a lot of them are doped up on, you know, antidepressants and stuff like that. That's right, th-
0: which are adding to the depression. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apparently, and it correlates to uh, suicidal thoughts and stuff, so I don't know. I don't, I've don't. i never taken them, so I don't know exactly yeah, what it does to your brain. Yeah, I don't know either. According to the studies, and there's a strong correlation between a lot of these people and the drugs they take. So, but it's it's that's another part of the cultural issues is we're we're so widely accepting of drugging ourselves, drugging our problems away. Yeah, you know, if if you're a a non cooperative student in in school, take some Ritalin. Yeah, drug him up so he falls in line. If you feel a little down after a breakup, you know, go to a doctor and you know take these drugs. Mm -hmm. You have anxiety. Take some Xanax. hmm Everything. You know, drugs are the solution to everyone's problems. But, and but
0: think about why that is, though. Because there's an incentive in the medical industry yeah, to course. make money by selling drugs. Well, they
1: fucking chill this shit all day long on TV. There's, like, 50% of the commercials are all drug products.
0: You know, and this, this topic itself contributes to the anti-vaxxers um, because... Because we know that we're <laughs> over prescribing drugs to kids and human beings yeah and w- and we, we're able to recognize that over prescribing is contributing to this growing problem. yep. So they, they take that idea and they apply it to other things like maybe I shouldn't get my kid vaccinated because it's making my kids, you know become autistic, autistic. Or
1: something like that. yeah.
0: And, and so and then not only that, this is a good example of the communities. One one person has this thought, it's like maybe these vaccines are creating this autistic, you know, uh, outcome, and so they go and Google that, and they find a community where people believe that it's because of vaccines, and so this thing gets out of hand, and and it's the same thing for those shooters who who start, you know, creating a community.
1: Yeah, that's definitely part of it, man. It, yeah, and that's the thing. You, there's no single. Yeah, there's not everybody's looking for that because it's you know it keeps happening. It's this is a repetitive events that and uh, you know all everyone ends up doing at the end of the day is like you know thoughts and prayers to the family and that's mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. nothing ever changes. Obviously, the majority of the people probably think taking away everyone's rights to own firearms is the solution. Seems like the easy solution. Yeah, you know you you could logically follow to that um, to get to that point. I guess is if you take away but then there's problems with that, too, because, you know, when you're well, creating another black market, that doesn't mean you're never going to get access to guns again, just like drugs. You know, drugs are not that hard to get. Yeah. Guns will eventually become... So you're giving the narcos another source of revenue by banning weapons. You know, they're going to eventually start manufacturing them and distributing them.
0: Yeah, you you can't really take guns away because of technology. You know, forget the black markets. Technology will give you a gun, like 3D printing guns. <laughs> shit. I didn't even think about yeah? that. So, I... Taking guns away is not a solution. You, you got, there's too many problems, too many en- environmental effects contributing to this problem that you can't just just take guns away and you have solved the problem. Did you see that Neil
1: deGrasse Tyson tweet? How yeah, he I got did. Shredded for it? Yeah. I, well, what's your thought on that? That was
0: a bad tweet, Neil. Meaning like the timing of it or just the, no, the no, content? The, of no, no. The, the content itself. Okay, well, you, you know, in, in, in any reality, any. Any point in time, that's a bad tweet.
1: <laughs> Why? Is, what? Because you know the context is so many. There's a are, national debate, right? Well, Go, so,
0: so many people are dying, right? Yeah, hundreds of people are dying because of cars. You know, thousands of people are dying because of heart disease. You know, all kinds of shit. Yeah, right. So well, there's thousands of people dying. Only th- 32 people died. You know, last Saturday because of shooting. Right. He's yeah. he's marginalizing. You know, those 32 people. What he didn't really, I don't know, comprehend in this tweet was those people that... The 1,000 people that died from heart disease, that was a self-inflicted situation, right? Eating bad, not being healthy, all kinds of stuff contribute to that environment. uh, Poverty, right? But those 32 people that died from shooting were were directly because of two people. Yeah. Right? That was the only item in that list that was affected by single individuals. The other ones are completely accidents you know there's nothing you can do yeah um and so that's that's why it was a bad tweet
1: so what do you think i think what he's trying to say is that like people are if you think about this without emotion people are kind of like overblowing the the issue itself when you're talking about death you know like he's i think what he's saying is there's more important threats to our Existence, you know, whether or not we're gonna die or not, than mass shooters. I don't know. In yeah. a in a way, that it's a pretty rare event. You know, people are. Damn, I feel like we're going too deep into politics now.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I don't want to have a gun debate because there are too many things that that need to be fixed. Yeah. In order to even think about solving the problem, right? So, it's but you know you could say is like does does it really make sense to have a thirty round magazine to be purchasable by civilians? I don't know if that makes sense. Does it make sense to have, you know, semi-automatic assault rifles? Does it make sense? Probably not.
1: Uh, well, what is the sense of it, though? I was just at a gun range today. I was just shooting guns.
0: Yeah, if you go to a gun range, yeah. you can rent a gun. You can rent a rocket launcher if you want, a machine gun, Whoa, what a gun Gatling gun, to, grenades. Well, you can use that in desired, you know, specified locations, but... What are you gonna do with a a Gatling gun and a rocket launcher and a grenade? You know, outside of the outs outside of those facilities,
1: I don't think any of those weapons are available to the general public. Okay, then why oh, we're should, talking about? Yeah, okay, yeah. Then but,
0: why should assault rifles be available to the public?
1: Uh, assault rifles.
0: Why do you need thirty round magazines? Because you need to kill hogs. If you can't kill a hog in six rounds, then you you should go fishing. Yeah, right.
1: Thirty round mags. I guess there's the. A gun advocates always going to use that that Second Amendment ability to resist the, against
0: tyrannical government. That's always going to be it. Yeah, keep keep the Second Amendment. Buy a shotgun.
1: Well, then the people are going to say, "I'm not sufficiently capable of protecting myself and my family in case of evasion from a foreign invader, or in case of do you think a foreign, legit?
0: You think you're going to take on a foreign invader who's, who's you'll have a higher probability of living than if you had okay, yeah, just a ha- handgun. You have a higher probability of, of yeah. living. Yeah. But if you put up a hundred civilians versus ten military guys, I don't care from what planet, you know what what country they're from.
1: That's that's not true, dude. That's how Americans won the war. Those are mostly like civilians. That's why the Second Amendment is so powerful in our American culture. Yeah, but you were dealing th- at that were,
0: time. You weren't dealing with machine guns. That's true. You weren't dealing with <laughs> rocket were, launchers and sniper those, rifles. But those were
1: trained military, like uh, British. Yeah, the tools. Redcoats, you know? The
0: tools leveled the playing field.
1: Well, these days, yeah, it's, it's completely different. You know, back then it was muskets and the, the military or trains just line up. Single-shot rifles. And they were all, like, in, in just big lines, easy targets, right? And then the American militia was, like, yeah, they fight, what's it, like, called guerrilla style or something like that? It's just, you know, they shoot from all angles and stuff. That's why. Yeah, I, yeah. The muskets, you, you aim that way and it goes that way. <laughs> yeah. But the the British, I don't know. But I don't know, man. It's a tough debate. So, Point is. And then there's always that thing about, you know, people latch onto the Constitution a lot, which which is the old document. Hasn't been
0: amended in what, three hundred years? I don't know how long it's been. It's been a fucking <laughs> while
1: though. <laughs> but if you think about it, it's kind of like think about crypto. Dude how often like these crypto communities have um what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like they don't agree on an issue so they fork or something or, or
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. There's got uh, consensus. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know what I'm driving at, but what, I guess what I'm driving at is should the should we update our motherfucking constitution? You know, it's in modern times. There's a lot of issues nowadays that we can't address because of this uh 300 year old document. <sighs> but then again, it's I don't know, man. That's that's patriotism. So here's the tweet. Did you want to say something about it? No, I was just wondering what you thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I I I don't think people are attacking or uh, fair. And attacking him, I I, I see his how, point. How how is this not a bad tweet? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna read it completely. In the past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. I don't think see, he used the word horrifically. There, that's not <laughs> marginalizing. He he's he's empathizing. Okay, and then lost 34 and then what is on saying? average across any 48 hours, we also lose that that. Okay, 500 to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 car accidents, and 40 to homicide via handgun. Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. That last part is hundred percent true. Where, where, where's the outcry for all these inner city violent incidents that are happening every single day? There's tons of people getting shot, but nobody gives a fuck. As soon as like the spectacle of like uh, the news coverage of these mass shootings, well, the, hits the public eye. Here's the
0: difference: the efficiency to to the kill rate. Mm-hmm. It's like death uh, killed to death ratio in a video game. Yeah. Right. If you if you kill 30 people and you died twice, that's a pretty good kill to death ratio. Mm -hmm. But in reality, in in this world, when you're killing 10 people in under 30 seconds versus your 500 medical errors in the the last 48 hours, that was that this has to deal with 500 people. This has to deal with 300 people of a flu that nobody can control. Uh 250 suicides. That's 250 people involved in the suicide. Two hundred car accidents. That's two hundred car accidents, right? That's two hundred people at minimum. Mm-hmm. And forty homicide. There's there's the the efficiency here is not there. Thirty four people died because of two people with their machine guns. That's that's the problem with this tweet. Is that it? it this isn't this this t- statistic doesn't fall in line with this. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. You don't agree with that.
1: Thirty-four people in mass shootings. But then you have to read that very last line. Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. What you're talking about—the fact that these, there's two people accumulated a death count of 34—that's mm-hmm. the spectacle that yeah. you
0: and everybody else is buying into. Like you know, and they're, if, they're, if he's if he's merely pointing out that our attention is focused on the efficiency of the kill to, to time ratio. Yeah, our then emotions. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone, yeah. I, everyone I agree with a tweet.
1: Exactly. Everyone's, they're too emotional about it. And it, well, and, the thing is, because of, it's dangerous that had to do enact policy based on emotion. That's what everybody wants to act as immediately after these things happen. Everyone's yelling at the president and Congress to do fucking something. Well, that's not the right thing to do. You got to, like, actually yeah, but how many analyze times, things. How many times I know. has this happened? Uh, true. I mean, and people have a reason to be outraged because. <laughs> It's actually having, like, a psychological effect in our country now. I don't know if you saw what happened in oh, New York Oh, yeah, City. New York. Yeah, hell like yeah. Like, some motorcycle, like, misfires. <laughs> like, pop, pop, pop. like, I've heard I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. do sound like gunshots. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Like, I was like, dude. It-
0: Especially the echoes and everything. With it sounds like big- even more gunshots.
1: Yeah, I think it was, like, downtown New York City. Yeah. And everyone just went running. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, that probably never would have happened. But nowadays, everyone's got it in- built into their heads, you know, fuck. You got to run. As soon as you hear something that sounds like a gunshot, mm-hmm. you never know anymore, dude. It's just part of our... So, what do we do? Do we just continue living, you know, and this is just a normal part of our... Because this shit ain't going away. Yeah, for sure. I think it, the no return zone's already been breached, it's, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's over. Yeah. So, do we just accept it? This is just a.
0: Uh, well, obviously, there's things we can do. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not going to make everybody happy, but... no. The point is to not necessarily run away every time you hear a motorcycle, you know, backfire.
1: Well, how do you fix that?
0: You can't. That's just like, well, like, what? as with, as time goes on, if the rate of mass shootings goes down, it won't. I don't think. Well, that's the point. They, yeah. We have to figure out how to do that. I agree. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. You know. So, what do you think? Well, there's 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 too many things. There's too many things to fix. It, it, there's a there's a a stratification of the poverty, like the the difference between the rich people and the poor people, has has starting to to grow. But yeah. Like the the I I guess the
1: but I wouldn't I wouldn't so much correlate you know um income or whatever to these
0: mass shooters. A lot of them come from like well off families and you know. Well, it's it's more so of like, so like, it's a psychological effect. It's not that yeah. It's not that somebody has more money than you. <laughs> It's that you feel like you can never, you know, start competing with people who who have more resources than you do. And and it's this, this self-defeating mm. mental yeah. state of mind that, that people get into yeah. that start hating, you know, well, that's, that's, society.
1: That's like nihilism, right? That's like right. the... F- philosophical term it's just doom and gloom about everything and i'm a victim of my existence exactly essentially so like it's always
0: somebody's somebody else's is the reason why i'm here and the reason why i'm like this yeah and
1: so and it's somebody who has an unstable mind then their conclusion is is to to, act out fight back yeah or just yeah just end it like fuck it if i want to if i'm going to go out i don't know why they make that connection you know, before, yeah, people would just kill themselves. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, these, these mentally ill people, they they want to take people with them. That's a new phenomenon that I don't understand. Yeah. I think it's, comp- it's it has to be totally driven by media, like the, the fame and the hype they get for doing what they do. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. obviously it started with Columbine, you know.
0: Yeah, that was in what, 2000? Oh, I don't know. 1990.
1: Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, something like, like that. And then it's just like slowly been, it's like exponential curve, exponential growth or something. I don't know, but it's something to think about, man. Yeah. It has nothing to do with crypto, but it's, it's, this is an actual issue.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how many, how many people want to hear about this stuff. Um, Everybody's talking about it. It's kind of like
1: we, we bit into it somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> um,
1: um,
0: but yeah, I think. <laughs> but uh, about that Bitcoin, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's a segue to something less tragic, I guess.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about like the end of the world. <clears throat>
0: oh yeah, that's that's what it was.
1: Yeah, I don't you
0: know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think this is a depressing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a happy one. You know, I don't know. I wish. But you know me, I've been saying this for the whole time, dude. I'm like a pessimist, a cynic, whatever the fuck. I, I assume the worst in things for some
0: reason. See, it's like uh what what's the line that Elon says? Is that You'd rather be I'd rather be optimistic and, and wrong, wrong, wrong than pessimistic and, and right.
1: Yeah, he doesn't want to be that guy just like bringing everybody down with his doom yeah. and gloom. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's But he used to be that guy. He's the one who fucking brought up the AI like threat
0: and well, like because made it's, everyone it's, aware a, it's a real it. threat. It's like bringing yeah, up, hey, you know, uh, uranium two thirty five can actually explode pretty big. We should probably <laughs> regulate that.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. It's this is the thing. Like we're rolling the dice on this technology. Nobody knows the outcome of it, and, mm-hmm. and it's this completely. It's, and his solution
0: is to to join the biological brain with artificial intelligence.
1: I think that's gonna be way more difficult. I don't think he'll be able yeah. to solve that in time. Like AI will get here way before like our bionic. Merge with technology. I feel like I, I you're probably right. I think
0: you're I probably know. right. I don't know, but that's the thing. If if artificial general intelligence AGI, if it gets here, it's not even exponential growth. It's it's far higher than that. I, was, I don't even know. So what, at
1: that point, it's just like uh, it's like machines can improve on themselves. Is that mm-hmm. how it works? Pretty much. Like it, they it don't make, no longer need
0: us anymore. So basically, it can make decisions without human input and their decisions are going to be
1: purely based on data and not yeah it could be
0: it could be based on like its goal is to you could say AGI improve life on earth and then it it accesses the internet it figures out oh it looks like humans are the reason why (laughs) earth is destroying itself so let me eliminate humans so it starts creating these these uh, deep fakes
1: of it'll follow the same logical steps that we did right As, as humans whenever we developed intelligence
0: or... Uh, See, but at a rate much faster. Yeah, much you, faster. You wouldn't even know what hit us. Yeah, we
1: came to these conclusions of like, you know, at first it was all just survival, right, as humans. And then over time we figured out tools and then we developed governments, whatever the fuck. Everybody, yeah, it took decades, centuries. It <laughs> took a long time for all of us to get to this point. But for I guess if you if you create a true intelligent, artificial intelligent um, thinking machine, whatever... I, I'm assuming it's gonna get to the point where it's gonna be it, it's gonna want to improve itself or yeah. just yeah, like we sure. do just like we do yeah, our, yeah. our whole purpose in life is to progress I feel like yeah humanity.
0: but but the thing is for for AGI the rate of improvement is so vastly faster yeah so you're right and Elon's right like
1: who knows what they're gonna calculate like you know in order if, if the ultimate goal is for even their existence is to improve, like then they might figure out like, you know, humanity is a barrier for yeah. us to achieve our goals. So I don't know if if it's truly intelligent, uh, it, sh- it should be able to uh, form its own decisions, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Again, yeah. Stephen that's, Hawking was no, right.
0: No, that's <laughs> the end of the world right there. If we, we don't have a handle on a- AGI. What the fuck would they do, though? Well, Elon's working on one solution. It may not be the right one, but yeah. it's at I least mean, like, one. How,
1: how could AI just, like, kill us all?
0: Well, it's so it'll use us against each other. Using oh, yeah. You said, fakes. like, deep fakes. Yeah. <laughs> Making fake articles. Kind of like what the Russian government did to Facebook in the election.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see, um, oh, the Binance hack. Yes. So, there's some uh, residual effects to the Binance hack. So, I think in uh, a couple of months ago, I think if it was in February, a hacker accessed 7,000 Bitcoin or stole 7,000 Bitcoin from Binance. And luckily, funds are safe, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody got their money back. Yeah. Uh, but the hacker also uh, allegedly stole KYC information. And it could have been through their third party service provider that does the KYC um, that leaked this information. But apparently, this hacker has been talking to CoinDesk, and um, and so the hacker had also tried to negotiate with Binance for some some reward to keep the data from leaking. And so negotiations fell through, and then all of a sudden, these pictures started showing up, mm. which which is an issue with identity. The fact that we have to share our identity multiple times, yeah. And so, once you share your identity multiple times, you have multiple times that you can get affected through a hack. So, what what's the danger if one of these
1: hackers they get access to your
0: the KYC information is basically
1: whenever you you took a selfie of yourself holding up your driver's license or passport, it has your name, your address. Do, do we? Oh yeah, you had to write your social on an actual piece of paper too. I think right. Whoa. Did we? Maybe not. Oh no, I think we just wrote the date, like yeah. today's date, on the piece of
0: paper. Yeah, there's a date here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I I, I did this. I had to. In order to get, there's like levels in Binance, so how much you can withdraw daily, daily amount. At some point, I needed to upgrade to a level two account, and then they made me take a picture of a blank piece of paper with the date written on it, with my ID in my other hand, with my face. face. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a lot of shit. (laughs) But all that information, I sent it to them, and they stored it somewhere. And this motherfucking guy got access to it. Mm-hmm. So what? essentially, he's threatening to, what, just make all this information public or something? Yeah. So,
0: so what can happen with all that? <clears throat> what can happen is somebody can steal your identity at places that don't require so much information about you. Right? If a place requires a picture, like, to do the same thing, like a picture, your ID, and, and a piece of paper, yeah, the hacker might not be able to do anything about it. But if if a loan only requires a name and, a, and a, uh, your information on your driver's license, mm-hmm. then yeah, they can get a loan out of your name.
1: And then I'm obligated or I'm...
0: Well, then you got to fight it. Yeah. I'm i mean, you, sure you, if I can
1: prove that my identity was stolen, I'm, I don't have to pay a penny, right? It's just a hassle I have to go through, I'm yeah. assuming. Or like it'd be gr <laughs> if you're in the United States and you use like a, someone's from China's identity to participate in ICOs or something like that. That could work out.
0: No, absolutely. Um, so... The uh, uh, the issue here is is that we have to keep sharing our identity in a very yeah. insecure yeah. way.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like in order to participate in Binance, you had to trust them with that's precious information. Well, it's not even there. only
0: Binance. I mean, Coinbase. Yeah, all these Gemini, exchanges. all these exchanges require KYC. Yeah, and uh, there's very few places that don't require KYC. I think one is called Local Bitcoins dot com. Another one's Hoddle Hoddle, but that's not even available to the U.S. citizens.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But so, yeah, this this
0: brings up the question, like you said, like what's the so, uh, what's the solution? I is don't know. there is there a solution? I don't know if there I don't know if there is a solution to this because it's it's extremely difficult.
1: Yeah, because right now again, our current system is it's all the infrastructure that's laid out is is fucking grandfathered in a way from by government. You know, yeah, there's so many people working like uh, behind the scenes for our, our I guess our identity. Management, I don't know. Our paper ID, you know, you got to go to the fucking post office if you lose your driver's, li- or not post office, to the DMV or whatever, if you lose your driver's license.
0: Yeah. But it's, going to the DMV is the equivalent of getting your private key, your identity, your blockchain identity hacked. Say that again? Going, going to the DMV. If you lose your ID. Oh, okay. You have yeah. to go to the DMV. It's like losing your key. It's like losing your key.
1: It's like if you lose your key to your ledger, you got to like hit up the company like, hey.
0: Well, that, no. What? The ledger, if you lose your key to your ledger, like if, the, the ledger doesn't have your private key. Okay, if you lose your you ledger to, then. Then you, you you better make sure you have your 24 word uh, seed values. Okay. Yeah, ledger doesn't have your private key. It doesn't know your private key. It doesn't know how to generate your private key. It doesn't know anything. Okay. So if you don't have your <laughs> seed values like on a piece of paper. I have it. I have it. It's okay. like 20 something
1: terms or something like 24,
0: that. 24, yeah. So, if you lose your ledger, you can go buy a new one, input those 24 words, it'll generate your private keys for you, and then everything's back to back normal. Back to normal. Yeah. Gotcha. That's the danger with <sighs> private keys. They can give you power, but you can also lose that power pretty quickly if you're not careful.
1: Yeah. Well, not everything's perfect.
0: No, no, for sure. <laughs> and it's, it's. I mean, this is a very difficult problem. So, one of the OG companies called Civic has their version of a solution which they tie your identity to uh, to a block in the in the chain, mm-hmm. and the way they do that is you type in your basic information like your name, your um, birthday, social security number. You type it all in, right? You create an identity, an online identity, and uh, so they they hash this version, this identity of you. They hash it, and and that hash gets stored on the blockchain. And that hash, which means that hash is associated to a public key where your private key is resides in this civic application on your phone. And so what this does is whenever you're trying to go to Binance or Coinbase and they hey, they ask you for your KYC, you can give them your civic account, mm. your civic uh, sort of identity. And so what they do is they, they send you a challenge to your phone app. You sign that challenge with your private key. And they go and make sure that your identity matches is verified on on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is one way. It's a good way because it's using your onboard biometrics on your phone and, and all that stuff. Problem is you're storing your private key on your phone in an app. Mm. Um, and of course they say everything's encrypted, and I'm sure I'm sure it is. It's just if something goes wrong, you're losing your identity. And then the other problem is everyone has to adopt Civic, right? Yeah, In a a perfect world, it would be the government, it would be Coinbase, everybody. That way, which is good in a way because you don't have to share your KYC data to every single company in the world, right? They just make sure that you're you and they go and verify that on on the blockchain by sending you a challenge and you signing that challenge with your private key. And there you go. You have a blockchain identity. So... And so, if this gets Dude, go- recognized by the government, let's say this this they agree, civic is the way to provide identities of, of the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, you could get out. You can get a, a loan, a home loan, a car loan with your civic identity because that is sort of like a government issued identity, right? It's just digitally issued. Yeah, and all this information is stored. It's just hashed. It's not really stored anywhere. It's just hashed, and that hash. Re- exists on the blockchain and and that hash is associated to a public key so whenever you get that loan they say hey what's your private your public key you give it to them and then they send a challenge a, a message for your phone to sign to make sure that you're actually Iban mm-hmm. okay <clears throat> so it's very efficient because it doesn't require hardware it doesn't require you know it just requires a, a cell phone it's it's the equivalent of a bank account that no longer requires uh, I like a, a physical presence, right? Like, crypto gives you the ability to the bank in the crypto world. You become an internet In other words, you become an international banker just with an app with crypto. And so, what this does is it provides you a digital identity. That if hopefully everyone accepts, like all the companies accept, then you don't have to share your actual identity with anybody. You just have to prove that you're actually Iman by signing a transaction.
1: Mm-hmm. So you never really. Okay, so if, if the actual, this information here isn't
0: stored on the blockchain, where is it stored? So so that information does exist and it's stored in your phone, encrypted. Encrypted. But But okay. that information for the purposes of like interacting with companies, like let's say you were using Civic to... To um, yeah, do your KYC at Binance. The benefit is you don't actually have to... Send that information to Binance. It's for them to hold. Yeah, for them to hold. Yeah. Right, you're holding it within your phone app. But the app is is Civic, right? The app is Civic.
1: Yeah, so then Civic is holding all this information.
0: Well, no. No? The company Civic is not holding anything. No? So they, if you hack Civic, you get no pictures. You, you, you don't get anything. Okay. It's the, so the only way to get... <clears throat> Your, your personal data
1: is to personally hack somebody correct okay yeah hmm.
0: which is great right cuz that eliminates the whole yeah yeah if you become that billionaire crypto guy and you're using civic there's a huge incentive to hack you right mm-hmm. so you need to do the pro- take the proper precautions to avoid getting hacked or prevent getting hacked
1: yeah no it definitely makes things easier for sure and it
0: eliminates central
1: points of attack <laughs> i guess
0: for for sure
1: this is like these these whole these people if that sucks. Whenever like these mass hacks go down, there's like 500,000 people. Yeah. All of a sudden, all their information is Yeah. If uh, Binance was
0: using Civic, you, they would have stolen the 7,000 Bitcoin, but they wouldn't have stolen anybody's identity because yeah. it doesn't exist over there. Yeah. But in this case, they use a third party provider, collect everybody's KYC. They didn't do a good enough job of protecting that infrastructure. And so the
1: first step, though, would have to be like government would have to adopt this in order for anything else, yeah, to work. That's
0: a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a tough one. That's that's the problem. Yeah, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of companies adopting Civic. I I don't know why. It's a very basic idea. It's very simplistic. It's it's using hashing cryptography. Yeah, and it's saying. This private key now is your identity. When you sign things with this private key, that means you are signing as if you are Iman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're the you're the only Iman in the world, uh-huh. and that uniqueness is represented by this private key. So now, <clears throat> companies would need to accept that, which they can. I mean, this is just straight math, right? Hashing cryptography public and private keys. This is this is
1: Well, could not you just blockchain 101? They can't just accept it, right? Cuz then <coughs> anybody could just input anybody's information well, right now.
0: here's here's I uh, I I understand why like civic that. may not be getting adopted by companies. Uh-huh. And it's because of regulation. Okay. So hear me out. So, if you're a United States company and you have to abide by regular regulatory um, KYC AML practices, mm-hmm. You have to have, like, actual IDs. You have to actually know who is, is doing these transactions. So you have to collect everybody's ID, pictures, social security numbers, all that stuff. That has to reside within your network yeah. to, to follow the regulation. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if regulation gets updated and say, well, you can either do this or you can use Civic, then, you know, Civic will, will take off. at this point, it hasn't because of regulation. Mm -hmm. So that makes, to me, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Regulation is the barrier to a lot of crypto. So.
0: I mean, this is, is this is cool. It's just so many things have to go right for this to, to be used. I wonder how many competitors are these days
1: for this. Wow. Civic's the only one I've heard of, Um, but this is obviously a good application, good use case for blockchain technology. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about it before, just even being able to vote, this would help a lot for that. Yeah, for sure. If there's like a decentralized voting platform and all you have to do is log in using your civic account or whatever. Yeah. Simple as that. All of a sudden you're registered to vote. There you go. Avoid
0: all these long lines. Yeah. I think, um, so we were going through like a hashing kind of.
1: Yeah. Kind of trying to understand what hashing is,
0: you know. I don't know if we want to go into all that stuff again. Um, another one, a couple of other cryptocurrencies we were talking about was Anchor and Dusk.
1: Yeah, those are the some Binance recently listed Binance uh, projects. You know, <sighs> why they're worthy being paying attention to? I mean, just because recently they've been seeing oh. price increases while everything else has been yeah pretty much stagnant or doing nothing. Yeah, I mean Anchor, you could you could tie up to there was like a, a trading competition going on right now. And oh, is
0: that why it went up? I would think so. Well, Dusk went up 50%. I don't know why. Uh good question. I don't know either.
1: But these are very low market cap volatile coins, right? It doesn't take much volume for them to go up that much.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Anchor's what? 15 million. 15 million? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 15.7. Yeah, I think Dusk is,
1: Dusk is even lower than that. But Dusk is eight, yeah, it's around 10 million. Yeah. Dusk is a security token. I think blockchain, which we've been, we've talked about a lot before, how important oh, yeah. security tokens are going to be. But they're right, uh, current, you know problems with security tokens just like you said about with identity there's just so much regulation in, involved to to uh, offer security tokens so the, these projects are trying to streamline i guess the process and make it quicker and easier for uh you know STO offerings yeah so as of right now there's really no de facto platform yet to do that there's just a you know
0: what it might be it might be just someone building on off the ethereum blockchain to is, do what to do STOs. Yeah,
1: that's what Polymath was supposed to be. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But I guess they decided uh, they needed their own independent blockchain specifically built for that purpose. Because, mm. yeah, they, they pretty much axed. They didn't ax it Polymath, but they announced that they're going to work with Charles Hoskinson to, to build a new blockchain mm. specifically for STOs, which is what Dusk is, you know. So there's already something out here that just recently entered the market. Something to look at and pay attention to, see what they're doing. Yeah. What separates them from another STO platform, like Ravencoin. Yeah. You know, it's an important <coughs> uh, sector, like crypto sector, to pay attention to, you know, because the applications are... The security tokens themselves won't be like, you know, super good investments to invest in because there won't be much volatility
0: there, but the whichever it's platform... True you know who supports them, who's
1: whoever becomes the Ethereum of STOs essentially just how Ethereum facilitated like an ICO boom. Yeah. You know, uh which one of these platforms are, you know, focused on STOs will
0: do that. You know, I think that's th- gonna be your security tokens will have a sort of like um a reserved hype to it. It won't be as crazy as ICO was. Yeah. Because security tokens have to be regulated. Yeah.
1: And like I said, the volatility won't be there. Like every ICO is blowing out of control. Yeah. So not only was Ethereum skyrocketing, but the, you know, the products it was producing were, you know, going, yeah, it was a perfect storm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that ICO mania. Uh, So, yeah, you won't see that, I don't think, STOs, because uh, what they are essentially are actual asset-backed Yeah. tokens. They're,
0: yeah, securities. Yeah. Which I think, I believe the SEC has global uh, access, like global... Like jurisdiction, jurisdiction, yeah. To like
1: regulate, I, yeah.
0: I don't know if it's global or not,
1: but they definitely lock down pretty good here, <laughs> <laughs> the United States. Yeah, you know, they
0: got this shit on lock. Well, I think by global jurisdiction, is if like you go to you, you do these like illegal security tokens and then you go to China, like they can still go after you. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, even if they do it like under the books, I'm sure they'll still do it. You know, SEC, they they always find a way, yeah, yeah,
0: they do. <laughs> They're like the IRS. You can't really avoid them.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is something to pay attention to. You know, this new stuff. Uh, not much going on in the altcoin space.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's I said, dead. stagnant and dead. Like yeah, let me let's look up a coin market cap and look at the Bitcoin dominance. Yeah, it's it's only getting it's bigger like getting bigger. Seventy <laughs> percent. Yeah, sixty nine point one. So yeah, sixty nine
1: point one Bitcoin dominance. So remember what I said a few weeks back when everyone was calling for altcoin season? Yeah. <laughs> it never it's, happened,
0: it's right? Not, it's not going to happen. Not until after 20K. <laughs> yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, not until there's actual... Because, again, altcoins are essentially you know, Ethereum products and everyone's lost faith in that, I feel well, like.
0: Well, they haven't lost faith in it in, in the sense that they're banning it, abandoning it. It's more of like Bitcoin. Everyone believes Bitcoin is going to go to 100000 So they're like, all right, let's, let's load up.
1: That's because, like, Bitcoin has, the, like, the most easy-to-understand use case, and obviously it's the... It's, it's the, the one issue.
0: everybody talks about. The whole yeah. world talks about it.
1: Yeah, and it's the first one, and it's, it's been here the longest, so the easiest, even though it's really difficult to understand, it's the easiest to understand, I feel like, out of... Out of every single... Every area. other altcoin, because uh, every other altcoin is either, a, like, a wannabe Bitcoin, they're trying to improve on it, by throwing their own spin on it, so that adds an element of... Some, some new element to, you know, understand... Or it's just an entirely different thing, period. Like, they're not trying to be a store of value. They're trying to be something else. Like, like again, yeah, Civic, for example. Mm-hmm. Decentralized identity. Uh, everything. Everything has, I don't know. There's, it's just tough. Yeah. It's tough for altcoins in these days, man. Yeah, for sure. You know? It's not like it was back in 2017 where, like, anything, you propose anything as long as it had the word blockchain in it. It's like, whoa, revolutionary shit,
0: you know? Yeah, what was that company? Was it Coca-Cola or Levi's or one of those companies that had nothing to do with blockchain? They said they they, they appended blockchain as part of their name, and then all of a sudden their stock went up like 30%. <laughs> I remember that. And then they got hit with like insider trading or some shit like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a second there where I thought there was going to be some kind of like stock market mania too because that wasn't the, like a solo event. There was other companies just changing themselves to Blockchain Inc. Yeah, You know, <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And they were going up like 300, 600%. I was like, holy shit, like it's happening, man. All the things I heard about the dot-com boom. Yeah. You know, I was like,
0: man. And that was, was happening in 2017. Yeah, but it didn't
1: last too long because that, that happened towards the very end of the yeah bull market. But
0: imagine, I mean, think about 2017 was was going up to 20,000 and that euphoria phase that we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. Once we get past twenty thousand, every single ten K after that is gonna be pure euphoria. You don't think I don't think so. No? No, because <clears throat> I guess I guess not. Uh, because equate,
1: equate, equate twenty thousand today to one thousand in twenty seventeen. There was no euphoria whenever Bitcoin hit true. one thousand.
0: Well, I think the all time high before the twenty thousand was like three thousand dollars. Before what? Before before it hit no 20- because
1: I, I'm correlating okay like in 2017 when Bitcoin hit like 1200 bucks that's when it broke 2013's all time high Mount Gox remember okay it was yeah. like $1, 12 1300 bucks so in 2017 it finally broke through that all time previous all time high around a thousand bucks uh I was like and there was no euphoria after no. that there wasn't even that's that was still like smart money phase if you think about it yeah. You know, there was no retail involvement. There was no media coverage until Bitcoin entered at like five thousand range. That's when people start around Thanksgiving, around five k, yeah. people started paying attention. That's so crazy. I'm thinking. So if twenty k is is that one k, then people won't give a fuck until we hit hundred k. That's you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree then, with that logic.
1: That's probably why people are yeah. All I'm doing is retracing history, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, if not exact. History will be then something similar along those lines, right? I don't know why it happens that way; it just does. <laughs> that's true. But then, then, that's that's my case for more than likely, Bitcoin will probably see like two hundred to three hundred thousand. So, with that logic, peak of that euphoria,
0: once it hits twenty thousand and it goes to like 30,000, it's still a good time to buy.
1: Yeah, so I'm saying, it's really, sort of like if, when if you if you believe in these tenets or <laughs> in these these uh speculations you know, then, yeah, there's no bad time to buy, dude, as long as you're holding out for that that next bull peak.
0: Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I I agree with that. I can't really argue with that. Because I would think that once it reached that $1,200 in 2017, that people would just be going crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was people. It wasn't, yeah, there wasn't euphoria. But I'm pretty sure, like, there was probably some headlines on CNBC and stuff like that, but small articles here and there. Yeah, But, like, yeah, look where we are right now, dude. We're at fucking... 12K and like, I mean, I guess people are starting to talk about, but not like uh, the general public still is not even like aware. Yeah. They're not. They don't care. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I don't know what caused that. (laughs) I guess it was just, they heard like, you know, people were getting rich off of Bitcoin and that, that spread. Yeah. I guess the whole Lambo meme. Yeah. The whole culture of crypto. That's what it was. dude. Do you remember like they were having like crypto conferences and all these fucking assholes showing up in Lambos and shit? That's the culture, man. So it was very uh, alluring, I guess. Yeah. pull people in. <clears throat> Look at this, man. It's still hovering around 1950. Jesus. I mean, to me, that looks like it's just going to break out any minute. Yeah. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I think. I, w- I would think. I don't know. It just doesn't... I mean, I'm based
0: on absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, I... <laughs> That's I, just I, what I think. It's like Kaiser. He thinks it's going to go to uh, $15,000. Yeah. I mean, that guy... It could remember when it broke 12,000 and then it went to 13 and then 14 and like within a couple of days.
1: Yeah, that was a little nuts.
0: Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Well, I think that covers all our, our topics today. I think a little bit. We went uh, probably too deep into the gun stuff, but <laughs> you going to leave all that in? Well, yeah. Might why as well, I... right?
1: It's part of the talk. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a crypto podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but every now and then, like real world shit,
1: you know hits. I don't well, know. Well, it's
0: always interesting to hear everybody's he's like your thoughts on like what what you think is causing the problems. Well what are the solutions?
1: See that's the thing, man.
0: It like just politics
1: is so so well, much harder to talk about uh,
0: other updates. Joe Rogan had a podcast with Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And
1: Yeah, if you want to stay engaged with, you know, the race. Yeah. Definitely check out these podcasts. It's way better format than the shit you oh, see on sure. TV. How they put them all in a line. Yeah, yeah. They give them thirty seconds to speak on each topic. That's that's bullshit. Nobody can make a strong argument for anything in thirty seconds, dude. Yeah,
0: like, it's it's a spectacle. It's to yeah, uh, it's talk just, shit about yeah. each other and yeah. who's the funniest and who whoever gets the most <laughs> coverage, the most wow factor essentially right wins. And then the and then Andrew Yang was on H 3s podcast. H three H three,
1: which is pretty much our guy. Yeah. Eventually we'll have a math hat here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to donate to his campaign with Lightning Network.
0: Yeah, we got to make that video too.
1: Yeah, we'll probably make a YouTube video <laughs> about it just in case anybody not only if you want to contribute to his campaign and get that sweet math hat, but also just learn how to use or access the Lightning Network cuz I don't even know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I've heard so much about it, but yeah. The Yang campaign apparently set up like a, you know, Lightning, I guess. It's where you're going to accept Lightning payments, so. Yep. It's a good chance to Participate and see how it works. Yep. Yep. Also, he's uh, the only candidate who supports, like, crypto, like, regulation, and Mm -hmm. he wants to make cryptocurrencies, like, not so mysterious anymore. Yeah. So,
0: that's why he gets our support, I think. Yeah. Among other
1: things. Yeah. UBI.
0: Yeah. Artificial intelligence.
1: Yeah. His awareness of, like, mental health. Yeah. I like. I really liked what he said about uh, how he wants to, like, because how we grade ourselves is basically by GDP. He wants yeah. to like wipe that whole concept and it involve like mental health. Yeah, education. align the incentives.
0: Like, what, what do you want in a society? Health, healthy people. You want, you know, mentally healthy as well. Uh-huh. Um, food. How, what's your poverty level? You know, <laughs> all
1: that. Like, not just, yeah. And then he, he said every year at his uh, presidential you know, speech where he, he goes to Congress and he gives a speech to the public. He would have like a PowerPoint on and just like go over all his statistics, like what we're good at, what we're bad at. Yeah. That to me sounds not only hilarious, but it's, <laughs> it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. You know, that way people can actually, you know, it's not just like some rehearsed bullshit speech that all presidents give. You know,
0: he's actually going over data. It's yeah, more it's important like, than that. Reminds me of uh, Donald Trump when he was talking about the shootings Oh yeah, he, he referred to one, one of the uh, locations of the shooting as Toledo instead of <laughs> Dayton. I saw that. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was uh, I happened to be at a place where they had regular television on, right? And on that regular television, they were showing Fox, and they showed that segment.
1: Fox or Fox News, like just one of Fox, those. just oh, Fox. Yeah,
0: one of those Fox News. So yeah. they showed Donald Trump, you know, doing that speech. And what do you know? They completely cut that out. Uh, That's right, Fox News. They didn't then. even <laughs> mention it. <laughs> They didn't even mention that he made a mistake. Like, they, it, it was as if it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, there's definitely media bias, just like how there's bias in social media, too. Just 100% confirmed bias in, like, television media. Yeah. It's, like, so obvious that it hurts. Yeah. It's- you can't even watch it because it's just... It's you useless want, information. Yeah, if you want news, you want it to be an unbiased source. Yeah. yeah. Which, I don't know, where the fuck are you going to get that from? Well, the internet,
0: right? You're well, just, not even, like so I'm
1: saying, the internet. Well,
0: people are biased, yes. Yeah. But you'll find the information, right? It's you definitely get,
1: better than the TV, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: you'll, you'll get to decide on your own based on the information.
1: Yeah, hopefully. But it's definitely not as, like, that's a good example right there of media spin. Yeah. You know? Because, uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I'm pretty sure like CNN and NBC like were showing that clip all day long, <laughs> just yeah. to, just to reinforce like how f- fucked up you know how much of a mistake he made you know just to make him look bad.
0: I want to try to find a video, and I wanna I want to get your um, like reaction from it. All right. <gasps> oh, here we go.
1: God, what is this?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna mute it. <laughs> so okay, so we have these. Uh, couple of kids going into this elevator there's a string behind this kid and uh and now the elevator closes the elevator is moving the string is pulling the kid up and the kid is basically hung by this the string around his neck
1: why is this around his neck
0: well it was it was a so
1: what the fuck dude that's like a fucking noose why is he walking around
0: with a noose so it's because he's a kid right he put (laughs) he put a string around his neck he forgot about it joke yeah, no, it, it was wasn't a fun. joke, it yeah, was, dude. Fun. It was like a four-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he just put a string on, around his neck. He wasn't thinking about it, and so he walks into this elevator and he gets, you know, hung. He's basically. Did he live? Being hung. Oh yeah, he's he's fine. Fuck. Dude, but, that
1: was fucking violent. Like how yeah. fast he got sucked up, like I pulled up like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. How did his? So how did it stop?
0: Like how did it not just like cut through his fucking neck? I don't know. I think she was pressing buttons there and paused the uh, elevator, and Damn, then yeah, she reacted good. And I think anytime the elevator feels resistance, more like with like pounds, pounds of resistance, it just stops. That's good. But but anyway, so so what's who who was in who was the wrong here? Who's in the wrong? Yeah, who's in the wrong? <sighs> that, that to me just looked like a
1: freak accident. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because when I first saw this, you know, I I was looking at some of the comments. And they're like, "How could she do that? If you're, if you're the parent, you got to be watching your kid and all this stuff."
1: See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's people. Um, their emotions is the first thing yeah. to respond. That's like, right.
0: If, just like that.
1: That's why I know, Gras Tyson put out that tweet. That's right. People need to learn how to v- recognize when they're too overly emotional about things. Like, yeah. Step back, <sighs> take some breaths, and like think about it. You
0: know. Yeah. It turns out these were three kids. That was the oldest sister with her, t- uh, her two little brothers.
1: Oh, that wasn't even the mom. That wasn't your mom. <laughs> Everyone was just shitting on her.
0: And so the older, yeah, the, uh, the older sister actually saved her brother. Yeah, um, totally. And but you know they were they were, all of them are kids, right? Yeah. And so they were just not paying attention. Kids were being kids. Yeah, it they happens. put something around their neck, and it's just it just happens.
1: Yeah, like, that's to me. It's you can't. I wouldn't put blame on anybody. It's just a freak occurrence. Yeah, you know? shit like that happens. You know when sometimes kids like if a kid. Like, was, has, like, a fucking mouth fetish with things. So he puts yeah. a toy in his mouth and swallows it. gets lodged in his esophagus. Yeah. Well, who's to blame? Like, you're going to blame the mom because she left, like, a, I yeah. don't know, like, a penny on the table or something? It just yeah it happens, man.
0: So I don't know. So, yeah, I just wanted to see, you know, how you would react because some people were, like, blowing this way out of proportion. Even yeah. though this is, man, if you see the video, it's pretty pretty bad. Yeah,
1: that was, that was actually kind of hard to watch. <laughs> just because of how violently he got picked up by that rope, dude. Yeah. Like Shit.
0: Yeah, it was like, it was nothing, man. It was just. I mean, he was like a little kid, right? Yeah. But still getting picked up by the neck. Oof. I mean, that's got to hurt.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he's still living. I guess what I guess the girl saved him. That's yeah. crazy. I've seen shit like that with dogs before. Yeah, yeah. Like I've leashes, seen that too. Yeah, Like some, I mean, some you know, for some reason, a dog will walk in with a leash the owner's not holding on to and then just yep sucks them up. Yep. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, on that uh, positive note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Random watch people die, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yes. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe on the podcast on YouTube. Also, go to Apple Podcasts and Rados is there as well. iTunes, right? iTunes. Correct.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. We need more positive reviews and well, yeah leave an honest review yeah yeah honest
0: reviews whether it's good or bad let care. us know yeah um yeah anything else uh
1: i mean you can sit here and just keep jabbering about all kinds of different <laughs> things
0: but we hit the two hour
1: mark so yeah we'll no. leave it for next week yeah
0: for sure all right guys thank you for listening and watching peace Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter, at The Blockrunner.